0: warning you have entered the rowdiest horniest most con- <laughs> Warning! you have entered the rowdiest horniest most controversial miniature painting podcast in the universe Welcome
1: to trapped under plastic for all your hot sausage and glue chat. <laughs> that's just the intro thank you, <laughs> you jez I t- so i picked that without knowing john was gonna say horny in the title and there's hot sausage right in there that was perfect as 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 uh john drinks uh, or pours a little cup of mountain dew not a sponsor soon to be a sponsor though am i right yeah uh
0: i mean maybe Okay. I, I mean, one of the first things I want to talk about in today's preamble ramble is my full in-depth review of Mountain Dew Hard. Oh, shit. And so last Sunday at D&D Sunday, Sexy Teeth Joshy surprised the D&D group with a plethora of Mountain Dew Hards mm. that one of the members of his other D&D group, because he cheats on us with other D&D players. Son of a bitch. Uh, uh, the, the great and powerful Emily stopped over. She was in Wisconsin, and apparently it's easier to get in Wisconsin, so she hooked us up. And I tried all four flavors of Mountain Dew Hard. All oh, four?
1: Now it's sugar free. Are we going uh, four full cans here? Were you getting a little I had, turnt? I had one tall
0: boy and then three regular okay, cans. Okay, so you were getting a little turnt? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Actually, it's only 5%, bro. Okay. I have four loco. So I mean, that would fuck nothing. me up. So. <laughs> Dude, you need, you need, we need a little four loco. Dude, we need to do a four loco gaming or painting session. It's the fucking greatest thing in the world. It's a tall boy. <laughs> They're like this fucking big. It's a fat tall boy, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're fourteen percent alcohol by volume, <laughs> dude. Cr- you just you just take that can over the course of a couple hours, and you will feel just beautiful. <laughs> it feels fucking perfect. Don't ever drink any more than one of those, though. Okay, it will kill you. Have you? I did two one time. Never again. Two cans? Yeah, two cans. And in what time period? Uh, like three hours. Okay, that's yeah. That's it's scary. too much. Yeah, it's too much. Yeah, yeah. You like. Because that stuff is, like, because it's a combination of, like, hardcore energy drink plus booze. Yeah. And, like, your brain gets, like, someone's, like, Spongebob is stepping on your brain. Yeah. Why
1: Spongebob, though?
0: Because you have this weird little cartoon character that you can see sometimes. Oh. Yeah, like, makes you a little bit hallucinations. (laughs) A little bit. Okay. So, anyway, Mountain Dew Hard. Mountain Dew Hard. Now, it's it's fairly mild in the flavor. So, it's not, like, super sweet and coyingly, like, obtrusive so okay. you don't get gut rot from it okay that was the first thing that i learned and also because it's sugar-free you're, you're less likely to get the old school mike's hard lemonade gut rot okay so that was great okay i did a full throttle test of that okay not i didn't actually drink full throttle okay but i, I had the full test of, of that amount of cans like I, I was doing like a can in half an hour i just wanted to like <laughs> fucking knock it back fucking rack it hard and then just sit and chill and see what it felt like <laughs> it wasn't that bad Okay But um, you wanted
1: the full experience So you're just like Shotgun Like alright Now I'm gonna sit here And yeah, wait It's and You're yummy. just
0: taking notes Like minute by minute yeah, Reviewing yeah, yeah. the process yeah. Yeah. Yummy in the tummy Okay so it's, it's The flavor is Is a little bit more subdued Because it's sugar free If you're not used to like Diet pop I hear that it has A little bit of a, a Funny aftertaste to it But it doesn't really Taste like booze at all Okay like, If you don't like booze flavor That like funk in the aftertaste You'd like this stuff Because you wouldn't You wouldn't be able to taste that at all because I'm so used to diet pop, I couldn't taste any of that. It just tasted like regular diet pop to me. <laughs> so it, it was a little dangerous there. If like someone likes to do a swapperuni on you,
1: okay,
0: um, you know. Okay, so there's four flavors. There's there's watermelon. There's black cherry. There's Baja Blast, and there's original. Mm. Okay, so um, all four have their merits. However, surprising to me, as I'm not a big Watermelon fan, watermelon candy, and watermelon drink fan. Watermelon was my favorite,
1: dude. I love watermelon candy. Dude, you'd fucking
0: love this and stuff. strawberry candy as well. Those dude, are my two favorites, yeah, dude. Water like watermelon Jolly Ranchers in a can is what, what this is, Oh, Baby, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Black cherry was number two, um, and there was a pretty big gap between two and three. Okay, so black cherry and watermelon were were definitely the title holders, and in, in and they were pretty close. Yeah. and there's a pretty big gap, and then it goes Baja Blast. And then fourth was original. Now, the only reason original was fourth was because it doesn't bring anything exciting to the party. Like, I know what Diet Dew tastes like. Mm-hmm. It tasted like Diet Dew. Um, but there was, a, there was a little bit of different flavor in there. I wouldn't necessarily think booze. Baja Blast, it was just pretty weak. You know, because you had that that the OG of Baja Blast in the 84-ounce mm-hmm. TB cup. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. You know what that's like. Yeah, yeah. This stuff was kind of like, oh, man, they watered it down. Oh, that's kind of lame. So there's my, uh, you know, I would recommend, right? I would say. Watermelon. I would recommend. Well, the thing is, they come in like 12 packs, the regular cans. It's a variety pack, bro. Oh.
1: You get you get
0: three of each flavor. So you can do your own taste test at home and really okay. come up with your own. But the tall boys, baby, you can give them whatever one you want. Mm. You just go up in there, walk up, you'd be like, I want eight watermelons. And they're like, okay. Do they come like individuals? Yeah, the tall boys are individuals. Okay, okay, okay. So, so you can just get what you want
1: all right If you buy a variety pack let us know in the facebook group what you think is the best flavor
0: yeah and there's already been people have been already this has been he- heated, discussion, <laughs> heated in the discussion 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 okay. of flavor uh breakdowns and likes and dislikes and i, I think that watermelon and black cherry are per, kind of universally thought to be the best ones okay. but okay I, I'd, I'd like your opinions as well can okay these? All hold right.
1: on does it, does it replace diet doing vodka for you no, it's not nearly strong enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair enough. Okay. Or diet doing in bourbon. I have a Either question ones. for you. Yeah. My wife tells me that I overreact about two things in life. One is static electricity. <laughs> you overreact about static electricity? Bro, I, I become a bitch when like, there's someone who's like i'm fucking charged up bitch oh. i'm gonna touch you i'm like <laughs> ah. like i'm like i'm out of there dude now the second thing i have to ask you about is so you know you know sheets and beds right you got flannel sheets you got normal sheets yeah yeah. yeah when you got- get into bed at night and it's you know i don't know if you sleep naked or like with i sleep with like boxers on sometimes oh sometimes <laughs> it's a it's a long story uh okay I really don't like how fucking cold the sheets are. Oh. And sometimes I will like pull the sheets down and rub the sheets with my hands to Great. like warm them up. Or I'll get bullets to like sleep on my half of the bed for like, oh, I yeah, don't know, yeah, five yeah. minutes. Yeah. And then I'm good. Okay. Do does, you
0: hate that crispiness? Doesn't this like create an inner controversy inside your own brain of the things you hate the most? Because you're rubbing the bre- bed in like building
1: up static electricity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's a problem. I, I've never thought about it yet. But yeah, that is definitely an issue. But okay. so here's the thing. My wife is like, I like it. She's like, she, she's sitting in the basement. Like i watching like a TV show, she gets nice and warm. She gets in the bed and it's like kind of cooled her down. Sheets. But to me, it's like, I'm the right temp right now. I don't want to lie on ice cubes for 15 seconds. That's what it feels like for like mm-hmm. a little bit of time. So you think about this? Is this is it an issue? Oh for yeah, you? this is a thing. Okay. This is a, th- it's okay, a whole good, thing good. In, good. in my uh, bed as well. Okay.
0: Um, I am Amber in our marriage and, and Sarah's you. Okay. She has a, a heated blanket that she turns on even in the middle of fucking July. <laughs> she
1: pre-bakes the she oven? She pre-bakes the oven.
0: It's only on her half of the bed, but that shit ain't scientific. <laughs> no. Like my side is is getting some like residual heat. Osmosis. I, I want that cool, crisp sheet that makes me so like ready for bed. Dude, and, and no. I love the cool sheet. Even like dead of winter, like 30 blowout. <laughs> what? Like I want to get in that bed and I want it to be chilly because uh. what- If it's if it's chilly, like uh, nature has given us all the resources we need to be able to warm ourselves up. We just curl ourselves in a little ball, create your little nest. Yeah, and you fall asleep. It works. You're right. But in the summer, it's like I just want I throw all the fucking covers off. I got the ceiling fan going on. Like turbo mode Yeah, you're
1: just full on naked dude yeah i'm just just like like spread out
0: i'm spread out making sure the cat doesn't play with my dingle bits yeah dude you're just getting everything vented out yeah that's the way i do it does the cat play with your dingle bits often well uh, uh, enough times where uh, you had to be weary seriously (laughs) you get in the bed and the cat's got crazy eyes (laughs) and at the bottom of the bed you gotta id that you gotta be careful i'm
1: clocking that cat that cat's on in my dingle bits yeah
0: if he's like "Eh, eh, eh," then i kick him off the bed and I'd be like, no, not tonight, Steven. Yes. And then he like rolls and, then, <laughs> and then, he, then he lays down there for a while. Yeah. And then usually I'm falling asleep and then I, th- I then the fear is gone. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I, yeah, we, f- we feel that in our household as well. It is a, it is a point of contention. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bad temperature. <laughs> I don't give a shit about like bed hardness or softness. I ain't rich. I don't know what that feels like. <laughs> I just, I just, I'm all about that temperature. Okay.
1: Yeah. All right. Okay. Good to know that I'm not alone in the uh, the the debate between couples on whether or not it needs to be cold or warm. What do you guys think? Down in the comments below. Let us know.
0: Yeah. We, this is okay. This is next generation soft cookie, hard cookie. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cold sheet, warm sheet. Okay. I gotta tell you, I played in the um, qualifier, the U.S. qualifier for A Song of Ice and Fire, over the, the weekend. That was last week or something like that. Bro, I lost all three games. Oh, and I no. lost the game before that, and I've lost the game after that. I went to Song of Ice and Fire on oh, Wednesday. I have lost five games of Song of Ice and Fire in a row. Bro, have you ever lost that many in a row before? Uh, not to just general people. Okay, I feel like I've lost five games to Curtis in a row. Sure, you guys are like cranking them out and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but holy shit, man, I was uh, I was tilted come game three a little bit. Right? Did yeah. you get did you get dunked on
0: at all, or was it no, they were kind of close
1: games? You just okay. You, you okay felt like a
0: strategy, like you <sighs> had some
1: some some weak chinks in your armor, and you could have won the games. I definitely learned a very valuable lesson about like how to win in that game because uh, I kept making the same mistake all three games. But quick summary: first game, I lost like five to four. We even destroyed the same amount of points in units. It was like I killed six oh. points. He killed six points. I was like a couple millimeters short of like getting like stepping on an objective at like several points in the game when I could have gotten points, but instead opted to go and murder shit because I couldn't reach those objectives. Um, it was like a super close, very cagey game, a lot of moving around, not a lot of fighting. So that was really close. That was fine. I lost that one. Second one, it was a Greyjoy mirror. Um, okay, there's, this, there's, a, there's a concept in A Song of Ice and Fire called crit blow. It's when you roll on attack, and you get any sixes they explode they're additional hits okay um so i was playing against a dude and when you charge you get to re roll attacks so a guy charged me with a unit that has crit blow and he rolled his uh, attack and got um a couple of uh, a couple of sixes, but he re rolled the other ones, fishing for more sixes because you can do that when you charge. You can re roll your text. Even if there were yeah. already hits? Or even if there are already hits, yeah. Oh, bro. So you're greedy. It. You're getting fucking greedy. Yeah, yeah, bro. yeah. And wow. so he did that and he hit um, five. It was seven uh, swings. So he got five sixes. Jesus. And I was like, holy fuck. But. I had a plan, My, the unit was weakened, and when a unit is weakened, it's not wise and Fire, you can make a re-roll of their attack. Oh nice. So I was like, hey, okay, reroll all seven dice, because they, they were all hits. He rolled six sixes! Jesus! He Christ. killed the unit in one fucking activation, which never happens in that game. And you set up the weakness like to prevent such <sighs> I know! Such a thing. I, I, and like, this unit has uh, hindering, which means it's minus one to hit, like, I'm like, they're fine, the last one hit, no. Geez. so that was game two I, okay admittedly i was losing that game but only by a little bit definitely recoverable when that happened i was like the linchpin is gone done game over i was in survival mode i wish that i oh, man, was, that was like brutal.
0: in was this at the the fantasy flight game center it was at the source actually at the source yeah i wish i was like at the other side of the source <laughs> and then as soon as that re that re-roll of sixes like hit <laughs> like you'd hear me from across the across the whole store was well, James crying? <laughs>
1: Dude, because James is getting fucked right now.
0: <laughs> James just got
1: ducked up. <laughs> Dude, game three, the person I was playing against was making some very clear mistakes. I just I wasn't able to capitalize on them. Mm. I was like just tripping over myself constantly. Um, Bro, you were in the O2 bracket. And I was, I was you fucking, gotta... uh, I was, yeah, I was tilted at that point. Oh no. So I oh, You got to
0: quit the game basically, right? Is that the TLDR?
1: No, nah, I didn't quit. I, I played it out. Um, no, I mean, you're going to quit the game forever. Oh no, never. Never? No, Hell, no. never is a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I still enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I learned a, a really good lesson about like list building in that game and, and working with your list. Um, then yeah, then play another game. Apparently didn't learn than enough. Lost it again. (laughs) So I'm I'm O five right now. It's feeling bad. Okay.
0: Okay. So, but what if what if another game came out? Yeah. That is like very very similar but better, and the name (laughs) is even longer. I
1: mean, if it's better,
0: then yeah. (laughs) What if it's like a song of multiple songs of fire, ice, water, earth, and dragon? As long as the
1: acronym is harder to say, I'm game.
0: <laughs> so well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, It needs to
1: sound like yodeling, basically. <laughs> That's the
0: acronym of this, this fucking stupid ass game. <laughs> All right, I got a couple things to share real quick. So, uh I got a new truck. Okay, uh, a week ago, I got a new truck. Okay, and I'm I'm pretty excited and I'm pretty happy. Although buying a truck is fucking stupid. Buying a new vehicle is stupid. Like it takes so fucking long. I don't like. I was like five hours. I was at this goddamn place. It was up here in Coon Rapids. Five hours. Yeah, it was like dude. an hour and forty minute drive to get there. Oh, God. And I was there for five fucking hours. <laughs> what a
1: waste of time! I had
0: everything pre done too. Oh, I, what? I, this is the vehicle. I did everything. I did, I did a, everything online. Before, they had all the information. Still took five fucking hours. What are they doing, dude? And it was fucking dead there. The jerk in it, dude? I don't know. Like, the guy would just leave for like 45 minutes at a time. Tommy's going back there, pulling a fast one, yeah. come back out and uh, just laughing at you. I know. I don't know what he was doing. Dude, that's fucking But nice. they had a primo fucking snack station, <laughs> bro. Nice. I. Ate myself sick. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you guys. Take forever. I'm eat. I'm eat- I mean, I like. They had all these different packages. They had like Oreos. They had Blondie Oreos. They had Nutter Butters. They had Ritz God. sandwiches. They had fruit snacks. They have fruit by the foot. They had pistachios. They had popcorn machine. Shelled or not shelled pistachios? Shit, uh, 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 not shelled. You gotta you gotta put them. You gotta pop them in your mouth and use your use what God gave you, okay. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you gotta suck the salt off it, baby. <laughs> That's you, what you do. Do. You, do you do that? Oh, yeah. I do it with peanuts, too. Okay. You just chuck the whole peanut in your mouth, crack it open. Did I, buy, I buy shelled pistachios. That's That's just, I weakness. am rich. Bro, you have like, want to pay twice as much per pistachio? Absolutely. For some little Honduras motherfucker bro, shelling your pistachios dude, for I you? I ain't got
1: fucking time to shell <laughs> pistachios, bro. When I'm snacking. I'm snacking. I
0: ain't working. Bro, you would just die if someone gave you a sunflower seed <laughs> bag. Yeah, dude, I would just, yeah, I would definitely die. I'd be like, man, I can't do this. No. Oh, man. Uh, okay. So uh, uh, uh,
1: uh,
0: okay, so the truck is all black. It's black on black. It's the night, the night edition. This is what I want. I want fucking Batman's vehicle, yes. except if it was a truck. Right? So I named it the Black Coach, yes. which is the greatest fucking name of all time for a vehicle. Yes. Okay? Um, well, an important thing that I learned uh, from the sales dude in the five fucking hours that I was there, I didn't realize this, uh, this truck has 19 speakers in it. Okay. Like, literally? Literally, 19 speakers. Okay. So, I did what any good person should do. When someone tells you you got 19 speakers, I said, I'm going to count them speakers. <laughs> you did? Because I thought he was fucking lying to me. Wait, in front of him? Yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was sitting there. He was sitting in the truck, and he's like, showing me all the features and everything. And and I was like, let me fucking count these speakers. Okay. Sure as shit. 19. 19 speakers. a You're like, why is there an odd number of speakers, right? Because there's, there's a big one in the middle. There's a sub, yeah. And so- and there's like little ones like about around your head and stuff. Mm-hmm. So when I called somebody for the first time and you call through the, the vehicle, dude, it was scary. It was like Darth Vader was in my truck. He yeah, was coming through
1: 19 speakers. Yeah. Fucking Dolby Atmos fucking 9.2. Yeah, and it's a, just like, holy it's shit. shit dude. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, the, it's, it's a Harman Kardon. Okay. Okay. Brand. So
1: that was pretty cool. That's,
0: That's really odd cool. really to say about my truck. It, it, it makes me happy. Did you listen to music in it Yeah, it sounds oh, great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It sounds beautiful. Nice. Dude. And we can listen to some Taylor Swift. Oh, fuck later. yeah, dude um so 21 well i didn't even consider this until like i was driving back but i got super excited when i realized in the in the adept con rotation we're up to my turn to drive yeah yeah we're gonna you thought the back of my old truck was big bro bro bro, you guys can like (laughs) bro you can like you can scoot all the way back you can basically lay
1: down can i fit a chase in there I mean, it's got one built in. It's called the coach, John. Yeah, it is the coach. I expect to be riding in like a full on comfort here. It's got, me. it's got. I want a
0: snack bar. Too. It's got butt warmers and butt coolers on all seats, including I want the back. Pistachios, bro. You got you can you can plug in whenever you want. It's got plug in in the back, like a regular plug in mm. wall plug in. Mm. You got fucking lightning plug in. You got fucking USB C plug in. You got mm. USB plug in. Mm. You got your own th- th- the thermostat and shit back there. Mm. Is yeah. there like a window that I can close? Yeah no 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 that would be pretty cool though. Like <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to deal with the riffraff in front. <laughs> yeah yeah. So I I pretty it makes me pretty happy. Um and so I got that and I also want to talk to you real quick about this. A preamble is going to be long, but I don't give a shit. I have one more item that is. I got two more, so I got to do one real rip- Okay, so in the in the Facebook page after the last episode, people were talking about different TV shows. Yeah yeah. Um yeah. that were similar yeah. whatever. yeah. And there's two of them. Um, one I completely forgot about I used to watch back in the day Back in the sci-fi channel Called Face Off
1: mm. You ever watch Face Off? I've heard of it But haven't watched it Oh man It's, it's, it's
0: like uh, Practical effects Making Making shit For movies Like monsters and shit Like the what? people The people make The, the prosthetics and stuff I love that. It's fucking amazing. That sounds so cool. I'm sure it's on Netflix or you can watch it on like YouTube or something. But they had a number. I don't know if it's still going on, but I used to watch it like fucking 15 years ago, man. Bro, I'm going to watch that. Uh, maybe not 15, like 10. Um, anyway, that was one. The other one is a show called Strip Search. And this is basically what we're talking about. Penny Arcade did it in 2013 for comic like web comic strip uh, artist. Strip show? Yeah, it's called Strip Search. Strip so they're Search? they're searching for the next big comic strip. That is a pretty funny. So basically- That's a great name. Uh, basically, we have the roadmap of how it's done. We just copy them. We, we copy them. We tweak some things. I don't like everything about that. I remember that show like vaguely from when it came on. I'd watch some of it. I learned about this show again in the Facebook group. On Monday, I binged the entire season of Strip Search in 24 hours. (laughs) How many episodes? 12? 13? 32 episodes. What the fuck? How long are they? Like 25 minutes. Okay. Okay. Oh, my
1: gosh, dude.
0: Yeah, I did it for – because I had it going the whole time while I was doing the painting and the initial editing and the script writing for my video this week. I just watched the whole thing, and I was so unproductive in my video making because I was just (laughs) like – oh, it was so good. Like watching the artist side of it, like what they're – in the show – when they have an elimination, so when it's elimination day, only two people are up, and they have this this trash bin that's got ideas in it. Mm-hmm. It's just one word, and they pull each one of them pull one out, and so one will say like church, and the other one will say uh, cats, and they each have ninety minutes to do a comic strip where those two ideas are both integrated in. And so from this like creative standpoint of like being forced to work under pressure, come up with something funny, have the art be good, have an interesting story in a very short period of time. Like it was so interesting to me. And I'm like, some side of that is just seems so cool for the mini painting thing. And I was like, I really, I really want to do this. Yeah, having
1: like a topic and a hat pull out kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, like even if it's not random, I think there could be some part of it that shows that randomness that would be really cool because you could certainly do like the, the whole group challenges that were um, kind of more showcasing the um, someone's. Cate- like how good they are, and then the bottom two, based on the full group, are up for elimination. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's like, how are you able to improvise? Okay, how are you able to use your creativity and come up with
1: something and still execute? So, and I feel like you've been a fan of like comic book style art for a very long time. Yeah, because whenever I see like drawings of your old stuff, it kind of seems like comic book art.
0: Yeah, that. I mean, that was my dig. Like when I was a kid, when I started uh, drawing, it was all from old X Men and Spider Man. Uh, Spawn That kind of stuff Like that was my dig And that's how That's where I learned to draw And that's where I I get a lot of Like inspiration from In terms of what kind of miniatures Like turn me on And that really excite me Is all in action poses Not all of them There are some awesome models That don't necessarily have them Mm -hmm. They don't need to be necessarily Over the top but that's something in the sculpting side of miniatures that always interests me. Mm-hmm. Um and like in doing my last video where I had sculpted that Chaos Night thing, like it doesn't have a big, you know, crazy Spider Man Wolverine pose. But like there is the th- parts that really excited me that I spent my time on and really wanted to get right was in the pose in the weight and so it, it like it felt more intimidating and like visually appealing. So um I got some comments in the video of people saying, like, man, you like, You seems like you really like this. You should look at uh, doing sculpting. And I was like, gosh, I better, uh, if only there was a, a really a seasoned, well known sculptor of miniatures that I could uh, get under their tutelage and uh, like learn how that they do that. If only I knew somebody. I mean, you know a lot of people, but I'm assuming you're talking about Ben Cantor. I'm talking about Darren Latham.
1: Oh.
0: <clears throat> Darren, Darren, you have people right here. Teach me how to, how to sculpt a miniature. Teach me the ways. Teach me how to sculpt an Eldar. Yes, and then i'll 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 take it. I'll do an Eldar, but then I'll just put a whole bunch of dicks over the shoulder pads. <laughs> do it all out of fucking green stuff. I call him Dildar. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's pretty fucking good. That sounds uh, like a pretty sick show, though. Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely worth watching. Um, if you're not, uh, if you don't know what Penny Arcade is, shame on you. But it's a <laughs> The most popular webcomic of all time. Um, and, and those two guys, Mike and Jerry, I fucking love those guys. They're fucking hilarious. They're just, their personalities are, are what what I aim to be when I grow up. So, <laughs> um, Dude, I've wanted to go to PAX East for like fucking a decade. Dude, we need to go to PAX Unplugged, bro. I would do that too. Let's go to PAX Unplugged. Yeah. It's
1: in, it's either Pittsburgh or, or Philly. I think it's in Philly. Oh, I thought that PAX, obviously PAX East is in the East Coast. I thought PAX Unplugged was in Texas for some reason. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is. I'll go to yeah. it. But it's
0: it's like all the greatness of the regular packs, but it's also more of a focus on the the analogous, not the you know virtual. Still got video game stuff, but it's mm-hmm. like more on board games and war games and uh, RPGs. I'm into that. <inaudible> Card <inaudible> games <inaudible> All right. All right we can go all right. there. Maybe we can we can bug them uh, to to like make us do something on the
1: internet together. Okay. Wait. So if you had to learn one one new artistic talent, sculpting or or drawing, it's consi- like. MMA. You already know how to draw kind of, but like if you want to deep dive into a topic, which one are you going to pick? You only got time for one.
0: It's sculpting. Sculpting, okay. Because I feel like I'm good enough at drawing already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that's fair. I'm totally, I'm totally not. I'm just saying like, I feel like if I wanted to do that, I feel like I could do that, but like sculpting is is so foreign um, to me. Like when uh, I had a conversation, oh gosh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on this this gentleman's name that had been a sculptor at games workshop when I was over there for the event. And I was sitting in bugments one night and, and it, he has been a sculptor at games workshop for, I think like 25 years and just the k- kookiest, craziest dude ever. And I just picked his brain on all sorts of shit. And he was like, just so excited to talk about everything he did, which mm-hmm. I was felt really weird. Uh, and I feel really bad that, that I can't remember his name and Darren's going to be like, you idiot. Um, <laughs> um, but he, he was telling me about his tools and he had pictures on his phone of his yeah, tools like yeah. when he did everything in green stuff because now it's all you know CAD and all that kind of shit but um, he still has like this little pencil box in his desk that is his tools and they're all handmade yeah. so nothing is like something you can buy and he's like it's two tools it's like you could craft any miniature from Warhammer with these two tools yeah and so I'm like oh what the fuck what the fuck yeah and this is like i can't tell you what the tools are because i can't give away those trade secrets and also i don't remember but they they were pretty basic yeah but there was like some certain really specific things of like curves of a needle and then pounded flat on the end and then one's like a little ball with a thingy and a corkscrew. yeah it's like really weird but it's like perfectly formatted
1: handmade for tools everything modified handmade. Yeah. everything was handmade yeah yeah John, I got to say, you are built for a podcast. I asked this man a question, and he just breaks out into a story. (laughs) I fucking love it. Sorry. You got got one more thing. Yeah, I got to strip down, though. Yeah, you're getting a little warm. No. The preamble ramble has to do with what I'm wearing. Oh, no. Is this a Mountain Dew shirt?
0: Is it two Mountain Dew shirts? What the fuck, bro? Bro. Bro, why didn't you
1: call me and say, yo... Let's get in line for this shit. Okay, sh- shout out to my wife who actually went and uh, and got this shirt. But I think what it says is first 100,
0: first 100 customers at the Canes in Roseville, bro.
1: Yeah, Amber was so uh, she was like going to the post office uh, and she saw there wasn't that much of a line, but it was like 10 a.m. and she was like, whatever. <laughs> but, uh, she canes got free- Canes waits for no man. Exactly. She got a free box combo and she got this shirt. First 100 in line to the Roseville, which is where I live. Uh, canes. So, so are we
0: gonna are we gonna do that for lunch? Are we gonna? Is that still Is that still closer than City uh, and Village? No, no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's sad because oh, like, I'm pretty I'm pretty jealous, dude. <laughs> it's a pretty sweet shirt. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm very proud of this shirt that uh, I did
1: like... nothing for,
0: <laughs> but you got to wear it on the podcast. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. Can you tell me about adult bouncy ounces Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can. I'm kind of a, a subject matter expert on them. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I got went so one time. Okay. So Amber found out. I actually. I think Curtis found out about this thing and invited us to go to it. And I went to an adult bouncy house, I don't know, like maybe three weekends ago. And basically, it's probably like six or five or six very large inflated bouncy houses with different purposes. Okay. One was a big castle that we only had a time slot to go into. So it was like, you got 30 minutes or whatever, an hour, you got to go into it. And it was huge. There was like walls and towers. You could climb with like handholds on them. There was a big slide on one end. There was a ball pit in some room. It was multiple rooms. Very large, like, like I don't know, probably three times a square foot of like my house. It's, Jesus it's, they're, Christ, they're huge. They're huge. um That was one thing. There was another one that was like a giant tower to climb. There was another part that was like you got to stand on like pedestals and throw this giant inflatable ball attached to a chain at people and like knock them off their pedestal. Oh, nice. Uh, but the the one that. I think was probably the funniest story is me and Curtis we wanted to race in a uh, like an obstacle course mm-hmm. and I've been watching a lot of Ultimate Beastmaster. So oh like, you yeah, know, I'm you, ready. You you have done your prep. Work. You know, yeah. I, I, I just sit in my couch and just like lambast those people. I don't right. know what
0: they're fucking doing, eating Doritos while you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and so me and Curtis like, all right, this guy counts us off. He gets the three, two, one. We fucking just rip. We just go as fast as we can. And uh, we don't know this, but it's, like, not 100 yards because it wasn't a football-length field. I'd probably say 40 yards. The one lane was 40 yards, and it went back and forth four times. And there are obstacles. There are things to climb over. There are things to duck under. Like, dude, by, like, the first lane, we were both... Absolutely fucking dead it <laughs> was like rolling around Ooh. like army crawling like i can't make it and so then it was kind of just like like crawling and part of the reason why i got like this this like rubber burn on my knee was because like the last like like hill to climb i got on top of it and i just threw my entire self over the edge came crashing down like and amber's like waiting at the end because she didn't do it because she's not dumb and she just saw me just absolutely just crash at the end like hit like the wall on the way down like it was it was unhealthy Uh, but yeah that was uh, that was a humbling
0: experience i guess like especially if you're tired like you don't even care about bodily harm at some point yeah absolutely it's like like, just uh, get whatever. me out of here dude
1: <laughs> I just roll but there were like there were exits throughout the thing so you could exit if you want to but like obviously no that's not the manly thing to yeah do. obviously you gotta fucking nut up right yeah. and so we we, we raced I, I think he won at the end we were both kind of just like uh, like heaving by the end like <laughs> dry heaves yeah yeah it was terrible uh, but it was great at the same time it, that
0: was like that reminds me of the time uh, this is probably like five years ago I ran my, my first 5k and I and I didn't ever run and I didn't know how long it was. And I decided like, I'm just going to run the entire five K, which is not that long, but it's long, I don't know. It was like three miles. I don't know, 2.6, whatever. I, I, so I was like, I'm just going to run the whole thing just to get it over with as part of this race. And I, I at certain point I'm like, I'm going to fucking die. And I was <laughs> only like halfway in there, but I looked behind me and there's this gotta be like a 12 year old girl. That is just hauling ass right behind me, and so I made my is like my goal in life was not that let this little fucking girl beat me. (laughs) So I ran and I beat her ass by like by like two feet, just fucking barely. Later on, I found out that well, if you didn't know, cross country is is a sport. Yeah, and um, uh, cross country, if you didn't know about cross country in like high school. Like the primo, the ideal runner for cross country in high school is like that 12 to 13-year-old girl. Yeah, They, they are they. the best in the fucking school. Fuck at 100 pounds. Yeah, they're 100 pounds. They haven't gone through puberty yet. They can just run for fucking ever. <laughs> and this girl apparently is on the varsity fucking cross country team. I was like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, did her. you beat her, dude? I fucking beat you her. You fucked, little girl. Yeah, and I was like, I crossed the finish line, and I was like, Whew. and I and I like went to like put my hands on my knees. I fucking face planted like oh, right no. into the ground. I was like, I'm gonna die. Everything <laughs> got dizzy. I was like, I don't know if I got a vomit, but I got I like rolled on my side so I didn't like die from my own vomit. Oh, <laughs> I sat there and then like uh, like a half hour later because my my wife and my mother in law they just kind of like did it at their own pace and they kind of like some walk, some jog, whatever. And they and they then they finish and they're like are you okay <laughs> I'm still laying there yeah, on the ground yeah, yeah. for 30 minutes I was like yeah yeah I'm fine I'm just gonna hang here for a while <laughs> never again don't ever, it, tra- Here's it's here's a moral of the story if you're gonna do something
1: physical train for it first dude running sucks yeah dude sucks. I don't I understand how people can enjoy that I don't know that and reading books what's wrong with you people yeah I'm just kidding all right what have we painted I don't have it here uh, actually it's over on the desk next to me I finished the doctor the doctor yes um i think about the last time when uh you were here i had painted her face and her hair uh -hmm. and i still had to paint the majority of her torso and the capsule she was holding and like Mm -hmm. her jacket and shit like that Mm -hmm. yeah so she's we can reference
0: her when we get to the the drag out fight about color theory later
1: too oh yeah absolutely yeah that's definitely definitely play a role i suppose Mm -hmm. um yeah i liked it i um obviously it's kind of like a i don't know i feel like the song I've been singing about like color schemes and stuff is you don't want it to look like a clown car. And so I was trying to challenge myself with the paint scheme in that I picked two colors that are fucking sports colors, right? It's goddamn green Bay Packers, yes. yellow and green. And I was like, can I do this without it looking super gaudy? Um, and in some ways it was successful in other ways it wasn't successful, but it was kind of like a challenge just to see, uh, like what, like how close to the edge can you, you walk before you fall over kind of thing. Sure, so yeah, yeah no I don't think the
0: thing was is like you stayed in a side, right you you kind of did a um, uh, you you stayed right near that because green and yellow on the color wheel are right kind of next to each other yeah, yeah, if you would have then also jumped over to like a bunch of magenta and you know some orange or whatever like you you'd get all over the place, I mm-hmm. think it would it would have really been a struggle, but I think it turned out. Quite harmonious Thank you um, And I oh, really man. I really like the thing That she was holding I remember last week Or last episode And I was sitting here Looking at that And I was really struggling To think about how I would paint it uh, I think it's kind of fun When you see And it's a pretty good exercise When you see somebody else Paint scheme And it's like a work in progress And some things are Done Like you had certain colors already established we knew what the skin tone was going to be, we knew what the bright vibrant hair was going to be, but other parts are just still purely black. It's a it's a good thing to be like, what would I do here? Like what 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 do I think would look good or what what can I envision? Because sometimes going through that like the the mental hurdles of that process will help you when you get to doing it in your own stuff too because you've you've gone through that process before and so um, I didn't really know like I, I sat and I looked at it a couple minutes and I didn't really know which what I wanted to do with it um, what I would do with it and then when I saw what it looked like complete I was like damn that's that's really good that's a really good way to do it like the free hand yeah you got that fucking
1: the beep beep line really super crisp oh dude. thank you. you Yeah, how'd you do that uh, just thin black paint a little bit of water mm-hmm. nice sharp brush um, I actually am demoing out some brushes so i wanted to here's a little behind the scenes story for the kickstarter i wanted to be able to give people the options to buy brushes to put in the box like not make my own brushes like ml did um i wanted to just like it's like here's like the maniac edition of my yeah. favorite brush and you can buy it for this and put me uh, put brushes in the box if you want them if you don't want them, that's fine and i was working with uh broken toad and they kind of just fell off the radar and they just were like we can't do this anymore and it was like a month before and i was like shit okay so then i reached out to Raphael and da vinci and they both responded um and i was like here's what i want to do i wanted i wanted it to be done for the pledge manager so then it could be like an an additional add-on and man they both really dragged their feet sending me samples so then that didn't happen but then i got them i don't know maybe like two weeks ago or something like that um and i've been trying out a bunch of different uh da vinci brushes i got like four different varieties and sizes zero one two and so i was trying them out uh while painting this bust um and yeah for that little thin line i had like one of their longer bristles uh that was just like not not many so it wasn't like a fat belly but it was like really long and razor sharp and i just mm. f- f- you know nice thin paint fall right off if it's got the if you had the length
0: uh, of the bristles too. that can help you for that kind of a work because it's not just like a really sharp, tiny brush that there's just not any place for the paint to be stored. You, know yeah, what I mean? yeah. like you can draw a thinner, longer line before you kind of run out of gas.
1: Yeah, there's that, but also a short bristle telegraphs any kind of motion your hand has because it's like mm. right there. A longer bristle brush will kind of like almost filter some of that motion out because there's, there's more distance between you and the end of the tip.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, that's, that's simple physics.
1: Yeah, also the stiffness of the bristles matter as well. If it's yeah. a stiff bristle, then it's going to do the same thing. If it's more loose, the, which the ones I was using were pretty uh, kind of like not loose. What's the opposite of stiff? How's this? I don't know what words are right now. Bouncy? No, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it had it had more give to it and floppy. So, yeah, it was, it was floppier. It was floppier. And so, yeah, you can get nice straight lines if you start out uh, start out good. I just envision like a giant cartoon length one where the
0: bristles are like a foot long and the handle is like four inches. You're like a
1: foot away from the mini, and you're just like, woo. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm curious if you think uh the f- the face is uh, too red or if the lines are too dark and she has kind of a grave looking face Grave. So uh, does- someone kind of lambasted me in the video about that about uh about the face and how it just was uh, awful really they um, said it was awful huh uh okay i don't know exactly what it was but they, they did criticize there's too much red uh, i do not think there's too much red I feel like you can almost never have enough red. <laughs> also, it's a
0: complementary color to green, so
1: it really you you want that to be present. And then, like the lines on her, like on her face, like on her smile lines, on her cheeks, they're, they're too dark. They're too well defined for a female face. Mm. I don't know. I think uh, maybe she, there's a little bit of truth to that. She's she's quite the sculpt is quite cheeky. And and I don't mean
0: like in the British slang cheeky. I mean she's got very chubby cheeks okay like the, the the they stick out a lot yeah and so i think because of that you're gonna have more natural shadows that are gonna cast on that underside mm-hmm. it i don't think it's too much okay i think the fact that you have a darker on the side that's in shadow compared to the side that's in in light is is really well done thank you yeah i don't I think the only issues that I have with the face have nothing to do with the paint job. I'm not a big fan of the sculpt of the face. I don't hate it, and there's a lot of parts of it I like. Is it just because of the wink? Is that it? Because I really like it. Oh, the wink is terrible. Like, it bugs the hell out of me. (laughs) It really bugs the hell out of me. (laughs) And I think probably it all kind of f- comes from that
1: because that influences so much of the, how the shape of the face should work, and it's not there, dude. I kind of I kind of wonder if you had never said that in the first podcast, if literally anyone would have said it, because on my Instagram post and on my video, maybe like five or six people brought up the wink thing, and I'm yeah. like, because I, I can't really notice it, but you you noticed it, and also Ben Cantor noticed it without any like mentioning, like yeah. he, he he clocked it immediately. Yeah, but, I mean, honestly, I would rather just have her
0: other eye open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess you could maybe paint it like that, but you'd have to do probably, no, because she's got really nice sculpted eyelids on the other eye. And maybe I could paint her to have, like, more wrinkles to make it look like she is. Oh, waking, yeah, you know, could, that's interesting to see how much you can really affect something like that. Yeah. Because you'd probably have some, in, like, on the side of the eye. Yeah, 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 and that wouldn't be that then, hard, right? And then up. On those smile lines? Yeah, I'd have to like, look at a winking face something Interesting, like interesting Yeah, Alright, that's me All right, I, paint? I, I painted some stuffs for the video That just came out um, Well, it'll be in the past for you guys But the one that just dropped today As of the recording of this And that is um, really kind of showcasing w- And trying to define my Speed paint When you just want to get stuff done You just want to have some fun It's okay to be lazy um, But really kind of figure out what are the steps that you really still need and what can be thrown away and also give yourself a position when you're done. You could do more steps to um, very easily add more steps on top to really push it even further. And that was the the system of, of painting stuff for like board games or like giant units of stuff. Um, it's a pretty simple process, but I think like I've, 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 over time, I've refined it a little bit and I found what I like and what I don't like. But I did have a bit of an aha moment when I did the dry brush method and I started to integrate some more wild colors in blue, uh, a really rich purple going up to ice blues and then using like magenta for an oil wash um, really felt like you're adding enough color depth. By still basically painting the entire model one color, you're like you're not painting any of the features. You're just painting the whole thing one color. But if you add enough weird color depth to it, it's almost like it doesn't matter. Um, part of that was kind of the model that I chose was a, like a ghoul thing. But he did have pants on, and you know there was also the the terrain that he was on. And painted the base all the same, and it was a sculpted uh, rubble with a headstone and stuff.
1: And it just went, like I just felt it looked nice i don't know the ghoul yes i think the ghoul i I think the ghoul looked especially nice i watched the video um because like this the the ending color you had was like that's ghoul skin basically right you slap some contrast paint on his pants that's a that's a beautiful finished model
0: yeah and that's what kind of came to and i actually throughout the process of that video i realized like i liked the dry brush version more it would take more time but not a ton more time yeah um and I think also, I was like, I was trying to ask myself, like, do I like it more just because I like the, the depth and the interest that I that I did with it um, more than just going a straight sepia? Because that's what my buddy wanted for all the heroes. He wanted them all in like a sepia tone. Oh, that's kind of like a commission paint job? No, it's just like, it's a game we're going to all start playing. And he's like, oh, and he's like, would it be cool, whatever? And I was like, it's actually kind of something cool that I'd like to do for a video. So I offered to, to do it. Cool. And, and I was like, well, we're starting to play this weekend anyway. So I'm like. It's knocking out um, and they, they, they did turn out well. I think like certain aspects of the Zenithal um, with an airbrush, you don't get to pick out the crisp edge details like you do with a dry brush. And I tried to bring that back at the end with the final dry brush stage and it did work, it did work pretty well, but um, they're also kind of hard to photograph. I found like the, the zombie photographed much better than the than the CPU ones and I, again mm. i should have brought some widths you could kind of see him in person see i feel like difference. he says every single time i do time, say it every time <laughs> i do say it every time um and i had those sweet cobalt keep uh boxes that have the magnet base so i can like oh I can, yeah i could i could transport them easy yeah. enough too do I would have magnets
1: to, in them in the bases uh
0: no but i could add some but okay. that would be an extra step that i have to do to make <laughs> oh man these are fucking recliners
1: bro dude you know they're recliners bro now i do
0: (laughs) (laughs) these chairs are recliners for all you audio listeners and i just realized this (laughs) um so yeah that's what that's what i painted and it was i was happy to just kind of like have fun and to push the people to be like dude you just this is going to tie into our main topic today you need to quit fucking worrying about everything man yeah that i definitely agree with that sentiment and i was just like fuck it like there's no excuse to not paint stuff you know, if your excuse is, I'm not good. If your excuse is, I don't have the tools. If your excuse is, like, I don't know, a color scheme. If your excuse is, whatever, whatever. It's like, hey, look, I did, it was like 14 minis, and it took me an hour and a half to do all 14 minis. And that included, like, no kidding, like 45, 30, somewhere between 30 and 60 minutes where I just let them sit where that oil wash is drying. Like, it, that, it's like, and you're you watching a strip it. show. Yeah, and I'm watching Strip Show the whole time. I'm watching TV the whole time. Well, I always did that. It's like it's pretty no brainer. You just it's more about like I think a big thing is like people feel like they don't have confidence that that, that they're gonna or they have no confidence and they feel like they're gonna ruin it. Yeah, and so it's like sometimes it's just like showing people that like here's like four steps and it will look good at the end and none of the things I'm doing are difficult at all. And that was kind of the my theory going into the video that I want to hold true. is like make nothing seem overly difficult. Show that it's just about um, executing the right steps at the right time and it can look great. Yeah. Today's video is brought to us by Mateo. Mateo as you may or may not know is the creative force behind Durgan Paintforge and he's also a fellow YouTuber and he's got a new campaign called Adventures of NEF. It's coming to Kickstarter baby.
1: This campaign features a whole slew of 75-millimeter display miniatures exploring a diversity of subjects. There are classic fantasy minis like the Dwarf Lord, the Mercenary Orc, and the Elf Knight, but also fun and relaxed minis like the Little Adventurer having lunch with a robot companion or the Elf playing cards with fairies.
0: I own and have painted one of Mateo's models before, and Mm -hmm. I got to say, the quality, the detail, I just freaking love them, and that's God's honest truth, not just because he's paying us to say this. And what he does is he takes, like, classical tropes, things that you're going to visually be familiar with, but then he tweaks them just enough to make them interesting, make them unique, make it feel like this character has a whole story and is a part of an entire world, and I just love it.
1: Yeah, my, my personal favorite model that I back from the campaign is Quicksilver. It's like a diorama in a piece, but it's not, like, overwhelming. It's not, like five models to paint it's yeah. like one main model on her bike with a little robot companion on the back it's beep a lot of beep. fun i'm, I'm kind of into more like fun and like heartfelt things lately less kind of like serious and dire things another thing that Matteo really understands is how a painter kind
0: of goes through the process of painting a model and he designs his minis for painting and that sounds silly but it's something so many sculptors don't do they don't keep the painting aspect in mind when they're sculpting a model
1: The range will not be available after the campaign and pledge management period. So if there's a model you like, grab it now before it's gone. Also, if
0: you're a 3D printing whore, you can just get the direct STLs that are pre-supported right in the campaign so you can get them and you can print them right away. You don't got to wait for the models. You make your own models. Make as many models as you want. You filthy Frickin slut nuts. suckers <laughs> waiting for models, dude.
1: <laughs> this is Mateo's fifth campaign he's run, so you're in good hands. If you want to check out his campaign, it's linked down in the show notes or description below. Thanks to Dirge and Forge for sponsoring this episode. Now on to the main topic. Ding, ding. Color theory, does it fucking matter? (laughs) Whatever you say, I think the opposite. (laughs) So, I don't know if we've ever done this explicitly in an episode topic, but we have a question, you know, what is the value of color theory uh, for mini painting, I guess specifically, because that's what we do. And John and I are going to take opposing sides in this argument and just have a little conversation. And I fucking love arguing. Whenever, whenever there is the slightest bit of disagreement in any conversation with like my friends or my wife, especially, she's like, oh, "Are we arguing?" It's like we're just having a conversation. Like we're just <laughs> talking right now. But I'm winning. So I don't. I, I don't get enough of this in my real life. So uh, this, is, oh, okay. this is gonna be good. So well, this isn't like curated, by the way. No, God, no. What
0: we often do, we're, we're gonna. Peek behind the curtain here a little bit. What we often do is we kind of go back and forth in in text chat about topics and what what we gravitate towards. Ideas patrons have given us, which is an awesome benefit of being a patron. Mm-hmm. Trapped under plastic, you can give us topics, and oftentimes we use them. So thank you. Um, but oftentimes we kind of we kind of come to something. That's like, oh yeah, we both we both think that uh, we would like to talk about this, and then Scott brought this one up, but I'm like fuck I got a lot to say this is bullshit and he's like oh really
1: <laughs> I was like I wildly disagree <laughs> okay let's save it for the podcast all so, right, all we, right. Keep, we, keep your
0: pants on none of these none of these points have we pre-discussed no, at no. all so Let's get to it. Scott. I think
1: I think the most important thing you got to start with is you got to define color theory, right? Because like if we have a different definition of color theory and we just start arguing, that's like a waste of time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like what is color theory to you? I looked up the wiki. I looked up Adobe's definition of color theory, and what I discovered was that they're different. You know? Well, that's 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 the first point here. Yeah, people are saying the term color
0: theory, and that's not at all what we're fucking talking about in miniature painting,
1: right? So so let's let's narrow the scope here what is color theory as it relates to mini painting you can share your opinion i'll share my opinion color theory is
0: not what we're doing and not what we're talking about when we say color theory what we're actually referring to is known as color harmony that's what we're referring to color theory is this big umbrella that encompasses all sorts of things from like this is what the color wheel is. This is the history of the color wheel through hundreds and hundreds of years. Here's how it works. Here's what primary, secondary, tertiary colors are, and then there's other subsets which include color harmony. So when we say color theory, that's like saying like, you know what? I, let's let's do a, a discussion about sports. Like, well, that's massive. Like, we're actually talking about a specific thing. So, if you want to define, I, I just define color theory as how color works and everything from the color wheel to hue saturation and vibrancy and all these kinds of things, um, all the way down to more specific aspects like color
1: harmony. I agree with all those things. And my add on a few extra things like John said, it's fucking huge. So it can include a lot of things. It could include, uh, like people's emotional response to certain kinds of colors. It could, it could, uh, include like, Um, how other colors interact with one another by certain things leaping out at you, certain things receding into a canvas. Um, So interactions between color that not, that not aren't just related to not, aren't just related to like their hue and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, so I agree with you. Um, And I also agree with you on the fact that sometimes people will like view color theory. And I've described it in this way in the the past as like a color scheme slot machine. It's like, you know, Help me pick colors for my model. And you right. are right. That's one very small part of color theory. But I'm not talking about just that part. I'm talking about the whole thing. Okay. Like, So the question, let's get specific. Does it have value in mini painting? Like, okay, that, that's pretty broad, right? Right. Um, are we talking about like just, obviously just the painting portion? I'm talking about just picking colors? I'm talking about like, talking about what? The whole artistic process? Yeah, I think, um, okay, so... Whew. Okay, so let's get
0: right into the, into the heavy. The, my my main point here of today is it's mostly bullshit. And here's what I mean by that. I'm not saying that color theory, color harmony, um, because that really is a main part of what we're discussing. When, when color theory is brought up in miniature painting, it's oft, often referring to, to color harmony. Um, and here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a real quick definition from this website what color harmony is. So we're on the same color harmony color specifically. Harmony. Okay. Yeah. This is what color harmony refers to. Just so um, you guys know what I'm talking about when I say this in visual experiences. Harmony is something that is pleasing to the eye. It engages the viewer and it creates an inner sense of order, balance, and, In the visual experience. When something is not harmonious, it's either boring or chaotic. At the at one extreme is the visual experience is so bland that the viewer is not engaged. The human brain will reject understimulating information. At the other extreme is a visual experience that is so overdone, so chaotic that the viewer can't stand to look at it. So you're looking for harmony so people are engaged, they're interested, and they feel connected to your piece. And there is some kind of touchy-feely stuff to that. Um, so that's what I mean when I say color harmony, so we're all on the same page there. But color theory as a whole, I think, is one of those things that we spend way too much time worrying about, and we do that instead of fucking painting. That's my problem with color theory. And we spend so much time trying to get everything, all the stars aligned, and color is a main part of that, that we don't spend enough time just doing and having actual learning experiences around that. So that's my main point for today. Okay. And I can't possibly see how you could argue that. But I mean, that's not the question. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I'm saying it, it, it doesn't Does it doesn't have value. Of course I mean, it does. Of course it, of course it has some value, but I think that we quit putting it on a
1: pedestal of like, it's what makes you a good painter or not. Okay. Or, yeah, I totally agree get that. Stop putting it on a pedestal. It's not going to help you do anything. It's only going to help you if like you're kind of in the driver's seat in the first place. Right. right. It's like, it's very suggestive. It's very, it's very helpful if like you need to make a, maybe a micro decision on a paint scheme and like, you're like, okay, I'll, I'll consult this like one framework of ideas that I can consult to make this color choice, right? And there are other uh, frameworks you could consult, like what you like, you know, what you personally like, things like that, what other people have done, and there are all kinds of stuff. Yep. Um, but he, so here's my overarching thing, and it's very similar to when I argue with uh, display painters about whether or not we should have a scoring rubric for painting competitions. Mm-hmm. It's like whether or not you think color theory is a thing. Color theories a job is to attempt to describe a system that describes what looks visually pleasing, right? Like or like making rules to follow in a way. Well, so color harmony does, not color theory. Uh yes, you are correct. Color harmony. Yeah. And it's like, okay, it's like you might say that that it's bullshit and then you're going to go out and try to paint a model and try to make it visually pleasing. And it's like you are probably going to obey certain things in color theory in your attempt to make that model look visually pleasing similar for a painting competition it's like i don't want to use a rubric with scores on it because that's not what art is and then you're going to sit there and tell me that one model is better than the other literally quantifying the paint jobs it's like you can say that it doesn't exist or you can say that it's bs but you are going to do it because it is just it's intrinsic to the process of painting mm-hmm. that's that's my thesis statement
0: okay so to to summarize for my smooth brain, um, <laughs> you're you're saying that color theory, I guess color harmony, color color, color I harmony, want to call it that, color yeah. harmony can be quantified on a scale. Well, they try to, sure, yeah, sure, sure. sure. Um, for better or worse, just like things like smoothness, crisp details, contrast, whatever yep. bullshit you want to say, yep is also categorized as better or worse on a scale of one to 10 or whatever imaginary thing Mm -hmm. so if we're doing that we can also do the same for color harmony
1: no not necessarily it was just a metaphor not a metaphor it was an analogy in that it's the same thing is happening in both places right people say i can't quantify art and then they do it like it's sure. unavoidable. People, people, people might say that in this argument we're having that color theory is bullshit and that I'm just going to ignore it. And then they go and they use tenets of color theory to make their choices. Sure. Uh, so it's like you can you can say that it's non-existent or not uh, valuable, but a lot of times we we use uh, like the helpful like uh, I don't know like tips or like suggestions that like color harmony and color theory suggests without even knowing it because color theory and color harmony is defining like a system of what looks good and what looks bad in a way and we gravitate toward that as humans because color theory is like almost like a like perspective of what humans think looks good in art sure right and so obviously we're going to naturally gravitate toward that because it's defined by humans well, so it's like you know I, I think it's a, I, I think the, the
0: what we're coming to ahead here on is I think that The way I look at it is you're not having to consciously go through a series of steps and reference a a book or whatever. Yeah, no. A lot of it is subconscious and it's natural and it's us paying attention to to our world environment because a lot of what makes color harmony doesn't make sense from a scientific standpoint. Let's hear it. What's an example? Color harmony in nature. Color harmony in nature does not use a triad system, does not use complementary colors, does not use analogous color schemes, but that's still harmonious. So you can have colors that seem to be completely clashing, but when it's, it, it's found in nature, it's harmonious. So in theory, that opens up the perspective of what's, conti- what's considered harmonious vastly, and not quantifiable by scientific means. It is. It is in some ways, it's nature's version of chaos. Because chaos. Nature isn't in a world of order. Uh, things happen for a variety of reasons that we can't comprehend, or we don't try to understand. If that's the case, then I think to say that, well you have to give props to color theory or color harmony because you're using it, whether you know you're using it or not is kind of a cop out because you're, you're really forcing that color theory or color harmony is so important and that it naturally happens. Well, of course it naturally happens just like I naturally breathe, but that doesn't mean that because it's happening organically that we need to also then put a whole bunch of, of conscious focus on it as well, because if it's happening org- organically and we use some basic tenets, and I'm not saying you don't, and I'm not saying you don't learn from those. I'm just saying, why are we making something feel to be so vastly important over something else when it, it just it just happens? It's just going to happen. Colors are going to get on there. You're not, unless you're going to paint in black and white. That's
1: fine, or monochrome, or whatever. And monochrome can be harmony as well. Um, so, are we using harmony here just to like say a good paint scheme or a good color palette? Is that the is our? I mean, I, I guess at this basic level, okay, as
0: my definition was something that's pleasing. Okay, it's not boring and it's not chaotic and kind of obtrusive to look at. Okay, is is are are you thinking differently?
1: uh well yeah i have some thoughts about what you said you mentioned how nature doesn't follow like the precepts of color theory but like i went to a rock shop once upon a time and took a picture of a rock rock that was absolutely an analogous color scheme rock
0: rock it was like
1: it was like magentas purples it even had like a tan that was like shifted toward purple in the rock purple tan purple tan tan. tan. so i'm like so it doesn't maybe it doesn't happen all the time um but it certainly happens yeah and that's
0: that's great that's a really good point And the point is, is that nature follows all the rules and none of the rules. So you will find wonderful examples of complementary color schemes in Mm -hmm. nature. You'll find analogous color schemes. You'll find a triad that that fits just right. And you'll also find shit that should, especially if you look in like crazy tropical birds and you look at crazy flowers, you'll find shit that shouldn't go together. And yet somehow it's really interesting and really beautiful and harmonious. Mm -hmm. And so... Because it can hit all the spectrum, it can hit everything from the things that we categorize and we can write down in paper as humans, as we can acknowledge this is why that rock looks so pretty. Doesn't mean that if I can't find the box to put a rock in, that it's not pretty. So just because our human brains can't find the order that nature isn't making plain to see for us doesn't mean that it's not harmonious okay um, and if that's the case who's to say whatever four fucking colors you grab at a random out of a box aren't harmonious it's more in your execution of those colors the use of those colors than it is
1: actually the fact that there's a color that is wrong or right i mean but isn't that still color theory like how you execute a paint scheme how much of a color is represented on a model where it's represented on that model isn't that all isn't that all color theory because when I was reading light and color the book that you gifted me yeah, yeah, so kindly color and light yeah, um, color and light my bad um, it talks about like color placement like how when you put a small red chip inside an ocean of green that red chip jumps out at you yeah and stuff like that so that that is quantity it's also placement you know it's, it's kind of how the colors work
0: together yeah, absolutely it can
1: affect how your eye sees those colors right so so wouldn't that also fall
0: under the umbrella that, yeah. the
1: execution of that palette. yeah as well.
0: yeah execution and maybe that's the biggest uh factor in terms of how we as artists yeah. can can really affect things is, right. is how we actually apply what we have at our disposal to the miniature and that's the exciting part and i agree with you
1: i think we're making a discovery right now yeah and is that i think you are right people tend to focus more on color selection yeah not so much execution fucking apps and websites are
0: there out there that will like, it's like you throw in a color or like you just go through a bunch of pages and it like gives you little swatches.
1: Yeah. It's like three colors, five five colors, five squares that are all giant and the same. And like a a color scheme can look, I don't know, probably awful in that format. But then when you execute it it can look really good and vice versa. Um, But you made a point that I want to, I want to like talk about that I think is, is pretty valuable. You mentioned if, if color theory is like intrinsic to humans, like if it's natural to humans and we, we do it naturally, like why do we have to like bother consciously worrying about it uh, and like what color theory defines as good? And um, I think, the an- was that a claim you made, right? Just to uh, make- Kind of, sure.
0: We can go with it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to like argue. No, right? no, I, I'm not going to jump on your
0: throat for that statement.
1: Okay. Do you want to restate it? No, no, no. That's good. Okay. Uh, I think color theory is a standard, uh, right? So humans are all different shapes and sizes, and we have different beliefs about what things look good and and whatnot. And color theory tries to standardize those beliefs. And so there are going to be times when maybe you believe something that is, air quotes, wrong, um, and you can look to a standard that uh, is defined in a a way that's supposed to represent uh, maybe like the average human being, Thinks looks good, or like a set of people that you are supposed to trust, aka the big powerful artists that define this in the first place. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm just making things up, um, but that, that, that's what it is. It's a standard.
0: Yeah, that's really weird too, because it's like, oh, this is it's it's like common knowledge that when you have green and red together, they look better together than uh, red and blue because they are complementary. Green and red are complementary colors, and it's kind of like. What is somebody says that? But it's it's kinda like this weird hardwiring in your head that in general people find those colors more harmonious to look at, they're more pleasing to look at. They feel like they should go together. And it's the weird part is when you like try to quantify that. How do you quantify why red and green look better together than red and blue? Like Well, not in all examples, though, because sometimes if you use almost like a a kind of like a a pinkish rusty color next to a navy blue, that actually looks better than fucking Christmas colors. Like, you know, it's like it's 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 such it's like this this giant fucking spectrum. Right. There's so many variables so far outside of our control. And I guess this going back to kind of my key point, there's so much to it and there's so much our human brain doesn't. We can't comprehend why it works or why it doesn't work that we just. Why are we focusing on the macro so much? I wouldn't. What I would do is like find inside of you is like what inside of you tells me this armor of the space marine should be. <laughs> what color excites me? What color am I like? What I see, get inspiration from for something else, and then don't you don't know, worry about fucking color theory. You're know, like I decide I want burgundy, okay? But now, now that you know that, now color theory can have some value color harmony and understanding it or willing to investigate it a little bit further will have value i think that's the micro at the macro i think it's it's not worth losing sleep over
1: yeah it's helpful to have a common language to discuss things yeah because like a lot of people use the word hue vibrance light dark uh value incorrectly value and hue
0: especially so
1: it's like if we have a common language to speak across like i can describe like the color of this green to you better than uh, i wouldn't otherwise Uh, but also another thing that i'm not totally sure on is green and red are complementary colors because they are on opposite sides of the color wheel so is yellow and purple so is red and orange Um, the word complementary here does it actually mean looks good together, or does it mean is it just an art term to describe like two colors position on a color wheel? So I don't, I don't, because I kind of disagree. I don't think green and red look good together, especially in two large blocks and a little color palette swatch. Right? It, they look, dis- they
0: look bad together yeah, to me. I, yeah, the the well, it's it's kind of funny too, and I don't know the history of the term, but it's almost as if they're using the term complementary. In defining the actual what you're describing, so you, what you're describing is two colors opposite each other on the color wheel. Right. Okay. So that is technically what we're talking about. Um, complementary colors is the is the term used for that. Mm-hmm. It also uses the word complement within the in the right. term, so it means maybe the it-
1: colors complement each other. Which I th- that was the in- I have to imagine that was the intention. Right. And so like in other, in other worlds, what is the word complimentary used for? It's used to describe a drink that pairs well with a, with a, with a meal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's
0: to compliment someone is to pay them a kindness for something you
1: appreciate about. them. Sure. Thing. I think, yeah, I think if we stick to like a physical, maybe like a physical, yes. Cause then, then it makes more sense in my head because obviously a compliment is that, but like, I don't know, like if you wanted to drink, a red wine with like uh red meat that would like make sense right yeah or like yeah. A, a scarf complements your dress sure right um so in that sense what does compliment mean when i drink this wine and when i eat this food the sum is greater than its parts or is it something else going on in that situation yeah it enhances to compliment is like is a
0: um it's like a little boost it's like you're trying to crawl over the bouncy house wall <laughs> I'm complimenting you by like giving you a little boost to get you to make it better for you. Okay. It's not that they're partners in crime. They're not right. a tag team. They're not yeah. Ace and Gary. They don't always like equal equally. So when you think red and green, when you think about it from the color wheel, what you do is in your brain, at least it's what I do. Um, my brain makes a block of red and a block of green and it like slowly brings them together. And then the blocks are the same size. Yeah. And it looks terrible. Right? It looks <laughs> terrible. That's not what, that's not what complementary colors I think means. I think it's that like when you have an entire red space Marine, you got a blood angels space Marine, instead of painting the cool ass freehand on a shoulder pad in black, You paint it in
1: a dark forest green. Yeah. It's a
0: small compliment. I'm complimenting the red. Right. I have it. It's it's a
1: tasteful inclusion, right? So this is, okay, this is actually a grievance that I have about color theory is that maybe that word is incredibly misleading. And it's like, it's also very easy to like understand. It's like, oh, okay. I can look at this chart. Have a color and then find the, its color's complement and then just use it in my color scheme. GG, right? Right. No, bro. All right. No. It's going to look like crap, probably. <laughs> because you haven't brought
0: into one of the key parts of that is the value, right? So it's like you got purple and you got yellow. And let's say I got this this bright-ass lemon yellow Space Marine. I'm going to keep saying Space Marine. Yeah. There's a bright-ass royal purple there. But what if I like bring it down, add a little white, add a little black and it's like a grayish purple, baby. Yeah. It's like yeah. a dark gray purple. Now we're cooking with cats. now, yeah. So, so to think about them, you know, in just like the very basic terms of what your brain says when you close your eyes and you say the word purple, like what you see, um, is is kind of selling yourself short to the excitement of what color. The options of color and going through like this this discovery of how you want to use color on your models to not think of it in such a basic term. Mm. Have you ever thought about this weird thing, like the fact? Have you ever heard this? Like what you know as a color and what I know as a color could be completely different fucking colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking wild, man. It is wild. What to you this is green and to me it's green, but you see it like a like this green, but in my head it's actually blue. Yeah, like that's a fucked up, bro. It is, dude. That's why they call it theory. Anytime that there's a fucking fancy pants, high society, society, bullshit, like college, university. I like say society dude. Like the theory of relativity. The theory of gravity. Like the, the theory of I believe that shit. making babies. In theory, this is how it's done. Um, like <laughs> I think we have that figured out. <laughs> okay, that was not a theory. It's a bad example. Bad example. <laughs> but like... You say the term theory because there's no finite science to it. Like yeah. there's no like black and yeah. white. This is it. This is fact. Or this is whatever. Hundred percent. And so that's why I like immediately like I I don't I don't want to put like like faith in in something that that is just that that is just theory. It's whimsical. It is the more that I try to quantify. And this is just kind of maybe my more artsy fartsy brain in this. The more I try to make sense of it, the less magic it holds, the less interesting it is to me. Because if I try to put everything in in little tiny boxes, um, I I feel like then I have to then only work within the boxes. And so to try to kind of constrict yourself in something that is just theory is kind of a detriment to what you could create.
1: I think that is... Going to be an easy excuse for people to not like do some valuable research into a topic that is helpful, bro. This is why I lose at painting competitions. No, <laughs> because
0: I go with my artist side, and you tell me
1: it doesn't look good. No, <laughs> it, no, it looks good. What are you talking about? I feel like in the world of painting, you're in the motorbike, right? And color theory is in this, <clears throat> is in the sidecar, right? <laughs> it is an assistant. It is not. It doesn't, it, it's not like giving you the directions. You have the directions in your head and like you consult Jerry every now and then about oh, sh- should I take this shortcut? Is the detour a good idea? And then he helps you out. But I feel like you need to take out your wrench. Here's my,
0: he, you need a fucking un, in the middle of the road, you know, unscrew the little
1: sidecar. Fucking, and just let fucking him push, jet, push Jerry out in the fucking <laughs> off ramp.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: See like, yeah. Okay. You, can, you can call it a theory, right? And then be like, it's a theory. It's not fully fleshed out But like You know It's been a thing People have been Like Like really working on Seriously Since antiquity Like Like In like You know 800 BC Bro, like they For am, a they long time I haven't figured it out yet They made the
0: iPhone In like three years
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah okay so it is a theory it's not hard and fast rules even i'll agree to that but like some really serious and smart people have put a lot of thought into like the the precepts in it and i think it definitely has value it's like understand and and research but it's not a guiding thing it doesn't define your art it just assists it
0: i i think the thing that i keep getting hung, hung up on and when you say words out of your your mouth i hear these things and it's maybe not what you're saying okay I hear from you, there's a right and there's a wrong. Nope. And when you get into putting things in, in boxes and to categorize, this is what it means to understand what makes a paint scheme harmony, harmonious. That means that there is a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And I don't, I don't agree with that. And now that you say that's not what you're saying, that's good to hear. And maybe that was a part of like, where I felt that there was a divide between where we stand on this. Okay, There is, I I will, I will say that I I feel that there is a a scale of more harmonious and less harmonious and understanding color theory and color harmony and specifics will help you be more harmonious rather than less. And help you in decision-making of understanding examples of why things work together, that it can, in theory, help you. However, if you just stick with that in understanding what colors work well together and why, you pen yourself in to immediately throwing out 70% of colors because you... Your brain tells you, based on what you've learned about color theory, that those colors are wrong. And I don't
1: like that idea. Okay. I think the point you made at the end, I agree with. I don't think it should really restrict your palette. Um, But you said in the beginning that you disagreed with the idea that a color can be more harmonious with one thing than another, meaning there is a right and wrong color to use in any given situation yeah but then you also described a scale uh, on to which things are more harmonious with other colors than not so so that would mean that there is a right and wrong no
0: i think more and less does not equate to right and wrong okay it's not ones and zeros
1: it's shades of gray okay that's the way i would i would look at it but wouldn't the 10 be the right answer and the seven would be the wrong answer or no is that is that too that's too black and white.
0: Well, if that, if that, if we believe that seven is right and ten is wrong, then we must also believe that two is right and seven is wrong. Sure. And then we yeah. must also yeah. believe that one is right and two is wrong. Correct. And yeah. Suddenly, all, everything in this world is stupid and boring because it's all using one. Yeah. And so I think to look at it that way is <coughs> is is it's, it's you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, and I don't I don't I don't like that idea, and I also. The the more we talk about this, the more it it, it kind of I get tension in my shoulders because I don't need want a massage? I don't yes I do I do need one <laughs> Are you a little rub and tug brother <laughs> <laughs> nope <laughs> uh, but so uh, it it makes me tense because what it, this is what really scares me about what I see in the miniature painting community is people think that they think yeah, that there is a, you're definitely there's, right. there's a one and there's a two and there's a 10. And then I should, I need to spend two hours figuring out what the number one answer is for the fact that I'm using dark forest green as my main color. Don't do that. Don't no. do that. I think if you organically explore and learn in a way that makes sense for your brain, because colors are really weird thing. It's a very visual learning thing and we're mostly taught through school to to learn in an entirely different way. Although a lot of us, we get into this hobby because we're visual learners. Allow your own journey for how you find what colors flow well for you. What colors you end up going back to because they just seem to just speak to you and they seem to be harmonious with a lot of other colors you either like or they're very flexible with other colors they work with. And let that happen. Instead of feeling like I haven't done enough homework yet. Oh, God, no, yeah. So I worst. need to stop. Yeah. No. I need to do that, do that homework, especially, oh, God, especially we see this with, like, fucking army schemes. Like, I got to figure out how to paint my army, and I need to have, like, those 40 fucking stars to a lion. All need to be aligned and color theory is a big part of those stars before I can ever fucking clip one boot off a sprue. Like, stop that. Stop that I get it it's a big investment it's a monetarily investment monet money investment it's a time investment it's a connection to, to, uh, to like playing it in the investment like there's all these things are, they, like you already have these things over your shoulder that you feel like all this pressure for. I mean don't feel like you're gonna fuck it all up. Because you picked the wrong color scheme. If it's the most obnoxious, bullshit, crazy-ass color scheme, if it is literally Clown Fiesta, people are going to fucking remember Clown Fiesta, okay? Okay, you fucking own it. That's why Clown Fiesta is a term, baby. Yeah. Because we, we say fuck this shit. Because it's memorable. Yeah you, yeah, you
1: may not... You might hurt your eyeballs to stare at it, but you ain't going <laughs> to fucking forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I think we're definitely in agreement there. Okay, all right. So, I think we fucking came to consensus i'm right yeah you're you're, john's right you're okay (laughs) (laughs) i want to give you some examples about like and you should do this too because i know you've done it uh about times when i've executed like an idea from color theory in a small way um and it helped me make choices but it didn't it didn't drive the process for me yeah right okay Okay, so i think i might have said this before i have like a trick to like coming up with color schemes that I've employed at several points in the past. Um the majority of the colors that I'll pick for a model will uh oftentimes be on one side of the temperature uh scale. It'd be warm or cold. And then things that I wanna draw attention to will then be the other temperature. Slingshot that sw- shit. Yeah. And then it's 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 like, you know, for instance, let's talk about like maybe like a bust who's wearing a lot of cold clothes and they're Caucasian skin tones. Their face is really warm, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, boom, like you're like, it's, you're going to go right to that face, like immediately just because of that nice temperature contrast. Um, you could do the same thing with space Marines where you are painting like, uh, what's the, the Raven one, not the Raven one, uh, the crimson fists who have like very Navy blue, dark power armor, and then like red piercing eyes. And it's like, boom, like you're going to see those eyes. They're going to look awesome um so that's like a a trick i might use yeah, to make a cost i do that shit all the time like yeah. when i
0: did my that big uh commission army that was the adeptus mechanicus it was all neutrals and cools i think neutrals is something we haven't really discussed here and maybe there's a whole fucking land of neutrals yeah you can just say fuck all yeah whatever you want to use they're neutrals they go with anything just don't make them everywhere or it'll be boring yeah um so I use all cool colors um, with like a cool light gray and I added like a mid-tone, almost uh, a mid-tone pastel blue, if that's a really thing. I had that and then I had a, a bunch of neutrals and then the glowing bits from their plasma, from their eyes, from whatever was just a neon orange. Okay. And so I, I, hit, I hit that in two ways. I was using all cool color scheme and then I went one of warm, and then which warm color I decided was the complementary color to blue. And it was orange. like
1: desaturated colors, and then and saturated various, colors. Yeah, so very, it, was like it was a two-prong
0: attack. Fluorescent. Orange. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's a really important one. I think doing the slingshot from cool to warm, or the slingshot from analogous color scheme, and then having a pop of a complementary color mm-hmm. are, are really cool. Um, but that also can take things... Um, out of balance If you don't use them with a deft hand Like you have your pop Be too much And I've been guilty of that I fucked that up I think uh, as many people in the comment section would tell me I fucked that up with my Night Lord's army um, I did too much of this bright pop And you kind of just lost And I don't disagree with this I kind of lost a lot of The, the grim Dark desaturated Deathly colors that I had over most of the models because I blasted it too much, Mm. and so you got to be careful with that. And everything in in you know everything is more about like having harmony in the balance of the colors as much or more than it is what the colors are themselves.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like I could definitely take five random paints and make a model that look good, which to me suggests that it's more about the execution than it is really the the selection of colors. Um, but another small way you could use color theory to create more interesting miniatures on her uh torso uh for the shadow for the green part um i glazed in brown red into the shadows Mm -hmm. and i think if i use a different color maybe if I use black i think it might look a little bit boring but and you might might not be able to tell just looking at it but i can look at it right here and see i can see warmth in the underside of her breasts in her and like the lower part of her abdomen um you could do things like that and i think I think it really is more about subtlety than it is about just like ass blasting two complementary colors all over your model. So it's like if you want to shade a thing, what color is that thing? Go find its complement, apply it in a very diluted, very gradual way and kind of see how you like it. See what happens. I think we're talking about neutrals, right? When you mix together complementary colors, you get like this kind of gray color, but it's like a kind of a special gray color yeah it looks different right yeah and so the same thing happens here when you shade a green with a red the shadow becomes different and interesting i also for the purple for like the sides of her abdomen and also like her shoulders i used uh i started it with a mixture of ochre and that super dark purple from chimera and it creates this like desaturated yellow color. And then I work up from there. And then at the very end, I glaze purple into the very darkest areas in a super subtle way. And then it creates this really interesting relationship. Um, and it looks nice. But I'm not like bashing your head over with yellow and purple, right. I'm just using it in a subtle way. Yeah. And I think that's why,
0: why, why I just mentioned like we talk about neutrals, and neutrals are a major part of this. Is um, we think uh, one big thing that we do for neutrals as often is adding shadows and adding highlights. Mm. And so when something is darker, that means it's more black. Something is brighter. It means it's more white. And you'll quickly find if that's the way you paint that things don't seem to jump out at you as much. They don't seem as realistic. They don't seem as, as like as vibrant or as eye catching um, because you're simply doing, adding more black or more white and you're desaturating. Right. And, when we start to use color theory in how we not just deal with base coats, but not just deal with color schemes, these are my three colors I'm using, but we actually are building up the volumes and we're, we're making the model come to life. That doesn't happen in base coats where it starts to come to life is then adding, understanding what colors um, to bring up to build the highlights up to make it more interesting. Yes, that's when that's when I think there's a lot more value in that in the color theory. And I also I don't feel like there's necessarily a right or wrong. I think it's just like stay away from black and white. You know, it's just like look. I a great example. Complementary colors are perfect way to sh- to shade something. Crazy thing is coming up with like a, a prismatic black. Like you can take you take the colors of the color wheel. And you put them on and you build them up layer over layer over the, over like a shoulder pad. Um, and you have less layers in the center and more on the side, that whole thing will end up looking black, but it won't look like the black out of the abandoned black bottle. Your yeah. eye will still read it as black. It will have so much more depth and interest in color to it. And You never painted black on that model. Yeah, It's fucking wild. And it's like, wow, if there's so much de- more depth that's available in black, that means that there's so much more depth available in anything we paint, in any color we use. So staying away from those and trying to find um, some interest in color outside of black and white.
1: Yeah. Um, I was watching Jose da Vinci paint, I think, a badin, and he was highlighting its cloak, and he was painting the cloak black, and he was mixing in chartreuse into the black uh, to get his highlight. And that, that kind of blew my mind a little bit, and I was like, oh, of course. And one thing color theory tells us about various colors is their value is naturally higher than other hues, right? Yeah. So purple... Almost always, not almost, yeah, m- most times will have a lower value than chartreuse, which is like highlighter yellow. Okay. And because of that, because chartreuse is so bright, you can almost use it like a white, but a more mm-hmm. exciting white. You mix it in the black, it turns gray, but it's a different kind of gray. It looks different. Similar thing you could do you could mix white with your black to get gray and then glaze chartreuse over that gray gradient and get a different kind of effect and look. Um, that's like another kind of cool idea that. That you, I think we discussed, which is like you have a common language to describe colors. You have value of hue, you have saturation, and because of that common language, you can start to talk about individual colors' characteristics. Right. So that's another kind of interesting uh, way to use use uh, colors. Yeah. So you want so y- when you say
0: like, oh, it would be nice if to make that cloak really interesting, if you use something with a, a much brighter value that you mixed in with the base color. Yeah. And then people's brain would be like.
1: And it pull up this whole list of co- colors in their
0: head that are high value
1: colors. Yeah, like yellow. Like yellow yeah. is used so often for highlighting, right? Yeah, because it has a high value. You know, you mix yellow into white, it doesn't really darken it down at all. It Still, can be used as a highlight color to mix in stuff, or it's use just by itself. Um, yeah. yeah, there's there's a reason why yellow, orange,
0: well, which is <laughs> included with yellow. Yeah, yeah, um, are so often used instead of white or a version that you use. Let's say it's the like. Your typical like ice blue, or even like a a sunny skin tone, Mm -hmm. or you know, obviously ice yellow, but uh, colors like that, um, or even like a lilac color, you're you're increasing the value by adding white or some combination of white and another color with higher value. Often it's yellow to create an interesting, more vibrant color, and adding then that to to a highlight. Because the only way that you're going to be able, to like, well, I'm going to make, it, I'm going to add blue to it while I'm building my highlight. You need to add something else with high value to get there. Yeah, um, and that's pretty basic understanding, right? Yeah, Simi was like, well, it's mostly got to be yellow and white, mostly. Yeah, but you're going to have to add.
1: Right. And everything and else that, is. It kind of makes sense. The mid or the bottom.
0: Yeah. Right. Unless you're all the way at the bottom, you know, you're way down here in like a dark purple. You could add like a you can. F- a fire fire red to it because it is higher value than what you started with.
1: Yeah, and it'll become brighter. But also, like, I don't want to discourage you from mixing purple into white. I literally did that on this bus and sitting next to me for her eyes because her irises were yellow and I wanted to give the yellow iris a backdrop of something slightly purple for it to pop out a little bit more. So I mixed purple into the white to get a whitish purple eye white. So, like, yeah, mixing colors into white to have a more interesting, like, thing to then mix into other colors uh, is definitely a cool play.
0: I feel like after all this, two things have come to me. One, I feel like we solved color theory today. Yeah.
1: I feel like Was every...
0: Was it a problem that needed solving?
1: I mean, the problem
0: that did need solving, in which we 100% solved today... Was people are going about it all wrong, hundred percent, and they need to go about it in the way we just described.
1: Absolutely, today, yeah, we're right, your guys wrong.
0: Yeah, quit thinking about it in just terms of like you need to find the perfect three colors. that Are, Wait, like, are we
1: being serious right now? Or are we joking Indiana,
0: right now? I can't <laughs> tell. It's like okay, here's the fucking thing. All right, Indiana Jones. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this is point number two. Yeah, fucking point. This is one one point five. Point number two, uh, uh, I'll, I'll spoiler that. I got pee really bad, so we're gonna wrap this up. <laughs> <laughs> point number one point five. In Indiana Jones, they find what the fuck is it called? Uh,
1: the Crystal Skull? No, fuck that. That doesn't count. <laughs> the,
0: uh, the Ark of the chalice. Covenant? Uh, the Ark of the Covenant. That's the chalice, oh no, the,
1: the 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 cup at the end. Yeah,
0: but it's 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 fucking shit. How can I not remember what it's called? Anyway, is the Temple of Doom right? It's, it's Temple of Doom doesn't have the cup. Last Crusade's got the cup. Okay, yeah, it's the Last Crusade. It's the okay. Think we're just gonna call it the cup. <laughs> okay, they go into the cup room, right? Chalice. Yeah, but there's a fucking name for it, and I'm gonna get fucking lambasted. I can't fucking remember <sighs> I mean, it. I can't remember. Right I'm it. gonna remember it f- when I'm peeing. Five. Minutes <laughs> um, okay, so they go in the room, and we, he's gets got the evil guys with him. He's got some of the like the guys that fucking helped him get through it and shit. And he's in there, and there's just all this whole fucking wall of all these fancy chalices and shit yes and it's like you got to drink from the fucking god damn it you're gonna look, google it right now i am googling it right uh, now and, and so and it's like you gotta pick you gotta drink from the right one and if you drink from the wrong one you fucking die and then there's 90
1: <sighs> fucking a dude what is it okay i'm gonna give you a hint see if you can get it it's re- it's it's related to monty python so it's uh, the holy hand grenade grail oh yeah Yeah, right it's the grail right it's the fucking grail yeah it's the cup that jesus drank out of. all right y'all can stop
0: screaming
1: into your fucking computers (laughs) in your your keyboards yeah (laughs) you okay so
0: there's all these grails a
1: grail (laughs)
0: there's a lot of of grails you pick the wrong one you're gonna fucking die there's only one right one poorly bro yeah spoilers it's the carved wooden one Obviously. Okay. So what we're doing here in color theory is we're always like trying to figure which of the gem encrusted golden goblets is the right one. When this whole fucking time it was just it's just a thing carved from a chunk of wood, right? It's like it's it's not. There's this like golden thing from the sky. We get the right thing, and it's gonna be all fucking perfect. It's just it's just a fucking piece of wood, bro. It's just it's like don't worry about it. You figure out the basics. All it needs to do is be able to fucking hold the liquid and you can drink from it. You can pour your goddamn Sunny D in that bitch, mm. and you're fine. Great. Boom. Sunny D. Awesome. Orange is yellow color. Awesome. Cool. Now that I know that from I'm fucking drinking from this shit that that would be a great color to use with like a deep sea blue. Boom. Fucking A. I just saved the fucking world. I'm Indiana Jones. <laughs> I'm
1: not sure I agree with all those claims. Especially the very last one. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think, I think that I feel like Indiana Jones and this holy fucking grail thing is a perfect analogy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. For color theory. I mean, to be serious about it, I feel like people do put too much emphasis on it. It's not going to make your choices for you. It's going to help you like afterwards. Like you got to define the roadmap. It's going to help you fill in some of the blanks. Like don't rely on it for the whole fucking, you know, kitchen sink, you know, it's not going to do all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Don't, I'd say the,
0: the, Quit wasting your time worrying about color theory in terms of coloring, coming up with your
1: color scheme. Because yeah.
0: there's all sorts of easy cheats you could do
1: for that. You like your find- eyeballs. What do you think looks fucking good, dude? Make yeah. your own goddamn choices. Just find some goddamn references on the End interwebs.
0: Dude, and you no. got really mad there for a second, bro. I did. I did. You, know, like, you were just like screaming at Tony out there. It's
1: like, Tony, bro, you have an opinion. You think certain... Like, when you want to paint your fucking bathroom and fucking... Denise comes up And she's like Oh i am paint this bitch Lilac You're like I fucking hate lilac It's like okay Don't paint your Space Marines lilac There's a start What colors do you like Tony Start there bro Also ditch Fucking Denise dude, Fucking Denise Lilac dude, bathroom bro dude, you Don't you e- d- Dude
0: don't you ever Marry Okay Don't you ever <laughs> marry Somebody That wants a lilac I bathroom
1: it. I love when you Stop midway And you're like Okay <laughs> Alright Here we fucking go Alright First of all, no <laughs> lilac bathrooms in this house, okay? Goddamn.
0: Second of all, every time I wake up in the morning for the next 50 years I'm married to Denise, all I'm going to think of is D-nice, okay? Not not going to fly with me. No. Tony, life is short. Move <laughs> on. Okay? You
1: want that fucking creamsicle bathroom? You fucking go for it, bro. Yeah, you want. Yeah, there you go, dude. You, you do it. You can put your creamsicle Marines in that bathroom. Right. They, they can, can be a like, little. They can get a little pee dust on them. They just like on the back shelf. Yeah.
0: Like they're like surrounding the 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 taste the Kleenex
1: box yeah, on the yeah, back yeah, shelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. like this is their fortress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't accidentally knock one off into the. Bush. Oh man, I okay. What's the worst thing you've knocked into a toilet? Uh, uh john f kennedy silver dollar <laughs> wow okay <laughs> my mine was a whole ass razor a beard trimmer oh iconic <laughs> thing Jesus. just fucking straight in the toilet dude it was bad. yep the reason why
0: the silver dollar john f kennedy was the worst <laughs> is because it was in there with the giant fucking turd
1: oh her. no dude Money down the drain, quite literally. I uh, no, was pee, doing? and I had to I go know. get it. I had to go get it. You went and got it. Okay, that I was like dead
0: to me, bro. I was like six at the. I was like six at the time, and <laughs> uh, okay. And I told That's my. That's like fucking
1: half your fucking income, right and I, there.
0: I told my mom,
1: and she made me go get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Okay, uh, I don't know how about you have to pee, but I have a story related to that story. Uh, there was a news article about a lady who. Did I ever tell you this? I, I don't think so okay who dropped her smartphone down a fucking uh what are they called a porta potty but it was like a different kind of porta potty where it was like a big pit like a shaft yeah a like shaft. in slum dog millionaire uh, i've seen that movie but i can't remember the exact scene like the, there,
0: there's like this long catwalk with a the shitter there and then it goes down to just a big pile of
1: poop i think so it's like a cave, <laughs> a cave, a so you, cave. you see where this is going right cave. Yeah, yeah she dropped drops her it down phone. the poop shoot. And she fucking goes down oh. She, Oh. Uh, what's it called when you mountain climb and you have like a rope? Repel? She, yeah. She rappelled down there with her purse strap. Whoa. Fell down in the pit, in this the shit pit, got her phone, but was stuck down there. Had to call the fucking fireman and be like, come save me. I'm in the porta potty in this park. And I fell down the pit and she got rescued. Bro, that is... Luckily, she's got her phone. She's down there. <laughs> Would you do that? Fuck no. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? Just get I a new one. Dude. I don't
0: know. I don't know if my daughter fell down there. If I go and get her, <laughs> I lose my fucking phone. <laughs> fuck. Dude oh God dude. I would get a rope or some shit. Yeah. Dude. I'd find some alternative courses. I would MacGyver that son of a bitch and find something that I could like get down there. The, the claw, phone. Dude. Yeah, dude. The phone, like fuck the phone. Yeah. You get one of those little T Rex mouths at the end of the yeah, lungs yeah, stick yeah, where yeah, it pitches yeah. shit.
1: Yeah. I just put that way down there. Yeah. Is there a dollar store nearby, dude? Yeah. yeah I, I bet it I
0: wonder if it's like a like a like a rest stop. Have you ever been on like those truck stops? um or, or like campgrounds and shit not like I think like it's obvi- obviously recent recent ones that's not a thing that works anymore. They, they actually put working plumbing in these places oh. I remember back in the day like when i was a kid and we'd go camping or we'd go like fucking drive out to south dakota and shit like a lot of the stops it was that it was just like it was just down there because they didn't run water lines and shit out there it's just a pit it's a pit because back to andy from fucking parks and rec yeah eventually the eventually the earth will absorb it right it's speaking of pit I'm going to piss my pit
1: pants All right. right now. Take a small pee break.
0: <laughs> That's going to be a large pee break.
1: <laughs> All right. Are we We're back from our little pee oh, break. We both went pee breaks. In
0: and, and Scott's new uh, uh, studio here, there's like a communal toilet. That's where everyone pees around
1: a hole. Yeah. yeah and yeah, yeah. Uh, so we got to
0: pee at the same time in the same place.
1: Yeah, we uh, we cross streams. Yeah. We talked about. A little color. bit of splatter. John kind of hit the rim a bit and kind of got my knee a bit. Yeah. I never liked that.
0: I like that. I like to like paint the rim. <laughs> you know what i'm saying the, yeah not the bass rim in this case no 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 so it, it might be hard to to believe we actually talked about color theory in the bathroom we did yeah uh which is like you might think that this is all just a fucking show yeah we're all like little little we're ponies. fakers we're ponies that just put on the clown nose yeah and go into the circus I mean, we, we are in some aspects well, i mean we do that but we also do care yeah we're, was, we're clowns
1: that care about clowning.
0: Yeah, dude, you got to take your clowning seriously <laughs> in the most funny and uh, don't give a shit way possible. Absolutely, that's that's us. We have anything else to say about color theory? I think we solved all the mysteries with the Indiana
1: Jones analogy. Okay, <laughs> agree or disagree? <laughs> no, it was fine. It was good. I, I I understand the fucking emotion of the analogy, and I agree with it. Agree. <laughs> Any excuse John gets to use a fucking Irish accent, dude? He's on it <laughs> like a, fucking white out rice. That is, a, that is a fucking direct
0: quote from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah. We, Good movie. We're looking for the, uh, do you have uh, a... grill? grail? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, out of the news, which is the next part of the podcast. I am definitely right about that. You are correctamundo. We got 25 new contrast paints. Whoa, dude. Whoa, they're <laughs> gonna revolutionize what you fucking paint. Totally radical. Okay, so it's basically just contrast paints, but they're they're saturated ones now, right? Uh, they have it, it's interesting, and I looked at the Warhammer
0: community article on this. Is they they put them into two different compartimentes, um, where it's like they what we all knew from the first line that they were some that were like very weak and some that were very strong yes but they never really like advertise it as such and so you kind of just thought like what you got from one is what you'd get from all of them okay and that was completely not the case in here they actually are like letting you know hey y'all already knew this we're just telling you that we acknowledge it now as well so right. there are going to be those two <laughs> pillars and i almost like wish there was like Either a difference in the bottle or they call it something slightly different. Just so you know. They you do. N- so they call them shades. No, no, no. Those are the new shades. They Oh, God. That's different. Okay. So oh, it's okay. It's different. The okay. washes. So like the null Oil, yeah, Agrax, yeah, yeah. Urshade, blah, 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 blah. They have a new recipe, new formulation. And all of them follow the new formulation and they even have the new, new colors. Even the old? Yes.
1: Okay. All reformulated to apply effortlessly. Plus effortlessly. seven new shades. Bah, bah, bah. Bah, bah. How many goddamn turquoise-esque colors does this fucking range have? People love fucking turquoise. There's three new ones. They're all so similar. Croxigore Scales, Frostheart, and Eldari Emerald. They're all super similar. And we had
0: one and a half turquoise ones before. Yeah, that. yeah. Two. We had two of two before. We don't yeah. We had a light turquoise before, and now there's like two more light turquoises. I'm like, bro, bro. Let's, let's let's settle the fuck down. People be buying it, bro. Yeah. So that's coming out soon. And so that's a thing. Cool. Like, I think. Whatever. I'm fine with it. I'm more excited about the new shades than I am the new contrast. Ways. Now, having more options of contrast print
1: is nice. It's like, oh. but. I've had a, a genius shade. idea for a video. Give it to me. I needed one. Dude. I mean, I would... Okay, it's not... Sorry, sorry it's not genius. Um, what if you just... Okay, I, I have old washes, right? I have, like, three versions of washes from GW. What if I just, like, tested them out just to see if there's any, like, merit to these claims that, like, it's better? Right. Maybe it's, like, slightly better, right? You got, you know, like you said, it's all in shades of gray, right? So it's like, but is it, is it noticeable? Like, is it, does it make a difference? Is it marketing? Hoopla? What is it? Well, mm. clickbait. No oil is literally shades of gray <laughs> literally oh just tootsie thank to- god for these mics that have great off axis so you
0: don't you don't hear my tootsies okay uh, that's- oh, there's
1: actually a, a tier in our patreon for buying a mic for john's butt so uh make <laughs> but- sure to make sure to become a patron so we can get that in a uh, nice little feature all right that was first news butt mic, butt mic and if we if we if we make enough money
0: per month we can actually hire a guy named Mike <laughs> to hold, to to hold the butt mic. So his name is Butt Mike
1: Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, also, next one. The, the, uh, to sign up for that job is <laughs> in the description below. <laughs> Only Mike's allowed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. What's next one? Like,
0: if you legally change your name to Mike for this job. You I probably can, need to be discouraged because no, no. I'm scared. I accept that. Okay, okay, that's all right. <laughs> uh, I'm skipping that one. We talk about Mantic Kings of War. So Mantic Games of uh, Kings of War is a game <laughs> that is made, is played, and they have a new army, Empire of Dust, that's Empire coming of out. Dust, and it looks an awful lot like um, Tomb Kings. So it's very Egyptian themed, skeleton boys, undead
1: skeleton system. boys. And the thing about
0: this that caught my attention when i saw that this was newsy news was that okay i didn't know that this game was this
1: expensive okay you say that though and they are individually but this thing that's 100 bucks okay. that seems like a deal and a half don't you think
0: no, it's not that's fucking euro it's 165 do
1: why does it have a dollar sign next to because it you're a dirty slut you're a dirty slut and no it's in usd what the fuck
0: are you talking about? Maybe it says I'm, USD. What am I, an Australian? That was bullshit. Says, oh no, no, I just didn't scroll down far enough. The one. Oh, on one. 100 bucks. Okay, that seems way better. Because when I scroll down in the, look at the four below. Like, I know, like fucking three dog boys for hundred for, for forty five dollars.
1: That's like basically half of the Empire of Dust army, but it's only like three fucking minis, and there's like a bazillion minis in this box. So the individual models, I agree with you, are ridiculously expensive. Not, not ridiculous expensive. Five mummies for $35? But yeah. typically, when you look at a... <laughs> Sorry, Mantic. A, a kind of like a GW-inspired product, you kind of expect it to be cheaper, oh, right? Because it's, it's like an imitation, right? Yeah. Is it an imitation, though? Does GW own... Fucking Egyptian? <laughs> do they own like the idea that I can make no. an army out of an Egyptian theme? It's thing? probably a better game and a better army in Mantic's version
0: <laughs> than it is in Workshop. I'm not probably going on much much of a stretch to say that. Yeah, um, it doesn't take much. So <laughs> I'm just I, okay. I'm not saying they're expensive. They're overly expensive. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Kinda. I was a little bit shocked that that they were not that far off of GW prices. I totally agree. um but no, if you got like that full army box up there, that's quite a bit of stuff for $165. That would cost well, maybe they're resin.
1: Is this shit's all resin? I just looked I looked at the the three dudes for 45 bucks. There are three resin enslaved guardians. Oh, maybe that's probably part of it because they're not just on a sprue. Okay, I know how much resin costs. Resin's expensive. No, it's not. <laughs> not that expensive. It's, resin's cheap. Well, the thing is you're also paying for the molding because you have to remake silicone molds you're paying for the concept art you're paying for all that process too uh yeah not saying it's expensive uh like too expensive but just saying that it is uh shockingly comparable to gw prices yeah all right we're gonna do next
0: news item we're gonna have to do a live reaction here um there are new units spoiled for squats that i think is the stupidest fucking model ever created in the face of the earth i'm sorry (laughs) whoever at games workshop designed this thing i don't blame you I want Scott. But he to... blames you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I mean, there's a whole art team that that all had to like come up with concept and shit, and they all were like, "This, <laughs> we want you to make this." So, art team, you're, you're full of shit. Um, okay, <laughs> Scott. So this is uh, squats. Uh, I had I want... the link open, but I haven't looked at it yet. Okay, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna scroll down. So Scott's not looking. I'm scrolling down. I'm just, can I click on it and like? So you? No, you're just going to do that. Okay, three, two, one look at holy them. shit no um what the fuck
1: bro <laughs> <laughs> okay like they're obviously go- going for something humorous something right fucking stupid These fucking- i don't think they're trying to be funny
0: i think they think that looks cool
1: <laughs> no dude they can't possibly think that looks cool it kind of looks cool like an 80s sci-fi kind of way but like dude the visor for this fucking guy's <laughs> helmet is like Twice the width of his face, and like goes all the way down to his mouth. He's like, like, and it's flat across. It's It's like like a football-shaped helmet, dude. Dude, what are you doing with all that extra helmet on the sides, bro? Because like, is your head? Are you fucking hey Arnold, bro? Like, what does your head look like (laughs) under there? Hey Arnold, Army Because <laughs> the guy in the middle has He has kind of A normal shaped head He's got a fucking Princess Leia buns Going on Inside the <laughs> helmet To like sandwich his head in there What are you doing With all that extra helmet squat? What's going on I think they gotta have probably got Like a drink jiggled. dispenser in there dude? I think it's big Like air conditioner units. Oh yeah 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 Gotta keep that, that head cold Yeah I got This definitely feels 80s Fucking ridiculous Inspired This looks goofy as fuck <laughs> But kind of In an awesome way But like It's not like cool you know what the fuck <laughs> i'm sorry i, I don't want to paint the, this guy dude this guy's my fucking jack you,
0: you want fucking sunglasses magoon <laughs> yeah, over there yeah dude <laughs> that guy's fucking that guy's dead looks like a, oh my god it's so fucking stupid
1: it's so <laughs> stupid
0: ah uh, i love it um i mean it's it, there's a the thing like if it's so stupid <laughs> it's it's cool i think this is just so stupid and not cool dude like a trash can man right dude there. yeah they look at a big fucking hammer with the trash can God damn! It's like Oscar the Grouch, the army. They don't have the sweet ass green monster inside. <laughs> yeah. It's just a fucking <laughs> little dude in there. <laughs> All right. Damn. Okay. So I mean,
1: we got some other news things. We got. Hold on, I want to put one in here to respect our. We had, we had James put this news uh, uh, segment together, and he he has he one killed in here. It. Yeah, he gave us so many good things. Um, yeah, yeah. Too many good things. actually. He did, and he said, "I'm a huge fan of GI Joe, so this had to go in." So I feel obliged. Bull action Has a web store exclusive miniature. That's motherfucking GI Joe with a mug, of course. Are you a GI Joe fan? Did you watch this as a, as a, as oh, a kid? Okay, I'm a massive GI I Joe. G.I. bro, dude. Also, bit of a guilty pleasure watching the GI Joe movies nowadays. They're they're terrible, but also it's just a bunch of fun action. Oh, I like like, like the live action ones, yeah. The cartoon, yes. yes oh, yeah.
0: I remember back in the day they were bad. Yeah. But then fucking Snake Eyes and fucking the, Snake Eyes is the S- is the, is the good the good guy. Oh I thought it was the villain. No, no. Snake Eyes is oh, the good guy ninja in black. Oh. Storm right. Shadow yes. is the bad guy ninja in white. And see, that's why it's contradictory, right? Who and they're the bad it's like the whole show should just be all those two. Because they're the most baddest characters in all of G.I. Joe.
1: Help me out here. The name of the main villain is Cobra. Cobra Commander, bro. Cobra Commander. Okay, he has a fucking sick ass silver face. like shield thing. Yeah, he's got the shield face. He he was like before his
0: time with those stupid ass clear uh, face max shields that people wear. Have you seen those that they're like I, they're like sunglasses, but they're clear, like like they're uh glasses that you use to not get uh, shit in your eyes when you're working. Oh, oh, safety glasses. Safety glasses? They're like clear safety glasses, but it's just a fucking Cobra Commander shield over your whole fucking face yeah. so you don't get COVID. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, there's a fucking Halloween idea right there. You buy one of those fucking things and you spray paint
1: it chrome. Fucking Cobra COVID?
0: Cobra. COVID, <laughs> COVID. COVID Commander?
1: Good <laughs> COVID Commander. <laughs> bro, that's what I'm going to Halloween. Is year fucking COVID Commander? God damn it. Why are you better than me and come up with fucking <laughs> names, bro? COVID Commander is so
0: good. Uh, also, when you said Silver f- silver Face, I immediately thought of Destro, who is te- technically mm. like second in command, and his whole fucking head is silver. Yeah. Um, also, Silver. Like, apparently, Silver Mask makes you higher in the command chain. Yeah, the silver, more featureless
1: and the more Silver it is, the it's higher scarier, you are. Yeah.
0: Scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, it's not actually G.I. Joe because they couldn't do that because they don't have the license for it. Wait, they, action. Are, they, they didn't? It's G.I. with a cup of Joe. So he's holding a cup of coffee. God damn it. They got you. They bamboozled you. All these people are fucking ordering that exclusive mile, thinking it's an actual G.I. Joe. It's not. It's a, a, a Bolt action era model that's holding a cup of Joe, which is a cup of
1: coffee. I am so fucking disappointed. <laughs> we're, not, we're not mad at you, James. <laughs> James. I like a good joke, so I appreciate it, James. James. you baited me, bro. I'm fucking you baited.
0: It's not a fucking G.I. Joe mini. God damn it. That's all the fucking news for today. We're leaving you
1: disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the end of the podcast. Thank you for sticking all the way to the end, listening to us chit chat about Hey Arnold dwarves and color theory, and <laughs> <laughs> 75 minutes of preamble ramble. <laughs>
0: um, and no Mountain Dew socks today. Sad. I can't make that. Like I, I realized this morning, like if I put on the Mountain Dew socks today that's two in a row, then we come with like an expectation. <laughs> Would that be three in a row? I didn't give them to you last time. I no, you them to gave them to, you. them to me the time before, and then last time I wore them. Yes. And then here, uh, like if I did it again, I like wore them every episode. Sets that's like, a precedent. Yeah, you know? I can't it's do like that. This is a
1: jersey now.
0: Right. Unless it's keep like- Keep touching I, let's make, Yeah, because I am way over here. I mean, yeah, there's not there's not a whole
1: lot of room for this kind of action.
0: Yeah, because I, I feel like if you're left-hand dominant, you, you cross over- and then your right hand dominant, you cross over, so they're like we're our our feet are destined to meet in the middle. Yeah. A
1: little footsie. Yeah. A little so, top footsie. Uh,
0: yeah. It's like a man it's like Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson. You know that song? <laughs> it's like sometimes you need to look in the mirror and that's the person that needs to change their ways. You know what I mean? Whoa. Yeah, that person What does that have to do with our feet touching? Because I feel like we're in a mirror right now because oh. we're mirroring each other's you know. Are you telling me that I have to change right now or you have to change? I feel like Michael Jackson really probably should have
1: changed. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson should have changed. Yes. Yeah. Okay. If you guys like the podcast and you want to support it, uh, you can do that in a number of ways, both free and not free. You can whitelist our YouTube channel with various uh, like browser add-ons. So you get our ads. We play them every 30 minutes, uh, Google Ads. Uh, if you want, you can tell your nerd friends about our podcast. You can give us a rating on wherever you listen to podcasts. you got cash to burn that has no better purpose. you got fucking goody peepee shirts for all you goody peepees. We got goody peepee shirts. All our merch is linked down in the show notes and description below. We also have a Patreon where you get access to an extended episode. It's about 20, 30 minutes longer. Talk about our favorite models from other painters in the last two weeks, talk about new things we tried. We also give feedback to one of our patrons. So as a patron, you get to supply models for us to give feedback to. And also, you can supply topics for us to discuss. And we credit you when we use that topic. Those are all the ways you can support our channel. Yeah, those are all good things. i kind of
0: come to the realization that at this point in the podcast... You are so like in tune with doing that shill. I mentally check out. Like I don't even remember what I was just thinking about right then and there. Actually, I know what I was thinking about. I have a different idea for uh, merch idea design. Ooh. That's what I was thinking about. Um, so, John's just
1: always on the grind. Dude. Yeah, he, While he's grinding, he's grinding. Dude. Yeah, dude. And I'm watching TV. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah. yeah become, whatever
0: Scott just said. Become a patron. That's it. That's all I ask. Yeah. Um, That's it. This is the end of the episode. If you don't like it, too fucking bad. Let's do it again. (laughs) (laughs) We need tendies. I'm so fucking hungry right now. We're getting them, bro. We're going to go get some fucking tendies. We'll catch you on the flippy Flop.